being able to trade as a team. This is amazing. You guys rock. Let's hope for the best with GE. And if it doesn't work, we have a plan. No matter what, there's no stress in trading at all. Always remember that. No matter what, there is no stress in trading. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. On today's episode, we're going to stop talking about how to trade and show you exactly how we do trade inside the 10-minute trading room. So be sure to stay to the end so I can show you exactly how to get that $5,488 worth of trading education for free. Let's get into it. I'm going to show you every single trade that we put on over the last couple of weeks and how we traded them. And hopefully you'll find a ton of value with this. So here's everything we've traded inside the 10-minute trading room. Markets are people. People are predictable. Outlier can show you how to track market fear and greed with artificial intelligence on over 1,300 of the largest market cap names. Visit outlier.com to learn more. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. They have a free pilot program for the rest of 2021 so you can get access to right now at O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. A 10-minute stock trader takes calculated risks understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data, doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10-minute stock trader is smart. A 10-minute stock trader understands that they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. They build each other up. They use money as a tool, and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. Welcome to the 10 Minute Trading Room, where we take the guesswork out of trading. Oh my goodness. Welcome traders to the 10 Minute Trading Room. I am so excited that you are here. We got a lot going on um i am trying to do one thing on my other screen real quick oh it's the picture quality is terrible don't worry about it okay i would love to know if you are here live because we got some new stuff coming on welcome andrew andrew to the chat i actually don't see andrew's message here it may have happened before i went live andrew welcome brian hello come on Are you ready for it? Ja, 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 pound it. You guys are awesome. We got uh, Vico. Hey, how are you, Vico? And we got Nima. There's Andrew. Hello. Watch the replay of Friday's webinar. Awesome. Dude, you are starting off on the right foot. And speaking of starting off on the right foot, let's start this 10-minute trading room off on the right foot. Are you ready? I have... A special surprise for you. If you follow me on social media, you probably know, you probably know what it is. Oh, that's Victor. Okay, you must have a different account. Good to know. I will make sure to call you Victor from now on. Are you ready? I'm I'm really excited about this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, maybe that was a little bit too dramatic. Totally knocked my camera off the computer. <laughs> 
I have here a boatload of books for you guys. Uh, let me get in my camera here. A boatload of books for you guys. I uh, I went out on my front porch and I picked up the box. There were two boxes there. And I, I picked this one up and I was like, geez, why is this so heavy? And I, I walk inside and I was, I was telling my kids, I was like, what did y'all order? And I open it up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm so excited about this. Ah, books everywhere. So yeah, um, my plan is to more reading. Yeah, exactly, Brian. Yes, more reading. Dude, leaders are readers and you're a 10 minute stock trader. So you are de facto a leader. Victor says, nice. Brian says, too excited. Uh, Isaac says, yeah, nice one. I know. I'm such a goober. All right. So my plan, and I'm going to do this right now. Um, not right now, all of them. But I will autograph these. I will send these to you. And hopefully, if I'm not too behind schedule, I should have these in the mail during this week. Today's Tuesday. Hopefully by Thursday or Friday, they'll be actually in the mail. Because now I have to go to the store and I have to like package them up. I got to print out everybody's addresses. I mean... Like, yeah, we're going to make this happen. And I'm so excited. And Andrew, you are, you are too on top of things. Audiobook, audiobooks are coming. Uh, but I got real books at the moment, which is so exciting. My first real, real book. Okay. So I'm going to autograph one right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to pick Kavan. Kavan, you have been an example, an exemplary example of a 10 minute stock trader. Every time I get to interact with you. It is a huge pleasure. You are spreading the joy. You are making sure to live that 10 minute trader lifestyle. And I am so proud of you. I'm going to, I'm going to put on this to Kavan. You rock. Ah, my first ever autograph. Oh, I don't even know if that's going to focus. It's just too, there it goes. There it goes. All right. I, We'll get these out to you guys. Lickety split, as they like to say. Um, Nima says, awesome. Andrew says, nice. All right, guys. Let's, guys and gals, let's get into today's trading. We're, let's first take a look at the market. I think a couple of you might be excited. Well, but before we get too excited, remember, we got a whole process here. And it's got to fall all the way through the process to make sure we can trade it. All right, just pulled up my PowerPoint over here. Hang on, I'm still still recovering from my over-enthusiastic camera destruction there. Okay. Uh, all right, so welcome to the 10-Minute Trading Room. How to trade in only 10 minutes a day, and this is exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. Now, let's get into the first part of our trading funnel here. 10-Minute Stock Trading starts with the market. The market consists of three components. Two of them tell us the direction and one of them tells us the market timing. So the trends, uh, and that is established by the S&P 500. We need to see the 10 day. In this case, we're going bearish. So everything in here, think of it opposite. We need to see the 10 day under the 20 day and price under the 50 day. That's what this is here. So let's go confirm that. So here's the SPY, SPY. The 10 day is the blue line. The 20 day is the black line. 
and the 50 day is the red line. So we have a confirmation of 10 under the 20, price under the 50. That is a confirmation signal right there. Next, MMFI. This is the percent of stocks that are over their 50-day moving average. Now, let's take a look at this. It is currently at 37%. So that means only one in three stocks are bullish. But as we're 10-minute stock traders, we can figure that out. That means two out of three stocks are bearish. This is an opportunity for us. Perfect. So right now, we have both the market trend and we have the market breadth both clicking to show together the market direction currently is down. This is a major sell signal on the market. Next, FinClub. This is our artificial intelligence data. And the way that we use this is a timing mechanism. So if we have the trend and the breadth going in the right way, this is our last market uh, indicator to let us know that this is the day to go. Now, remember, we're looking a bullish posture would be red, and we've got it. We have got it. This has been far too long. So today is an offensive day. All market conditions are lined up. Now, if we had any positions to start with, because as you know, we are in cash and have been in cash for a while, as Mark Minervini would, stay, uh, would state, um, you stay in cash until you get a valid market signal. How long? As long as it takes. So we will not be starting with any existing positions, but today is a green offensive day. Next, oh, I did get it here, <laughs> waiting cash, cool. Cool, all right, all right, all right. So now we have established the market is bearish. Now let's go to the charts. The easiest way to do that is to run our AI chart bearish power scanner. Now what this is gonna do is it's gonna scan through all 500 stocks in the S&P 500, and it's gonna spit out the ones that are set up with these criteria being price under the three day, price under the 10 day, price under the 50 day, et cetera. I built this all into the scanner to make life easier. Uh, 64 charts. All right. Now remember, I'm excited. You're excited. 64 charts have passed so far. So now the easiest way to do this to check our relative strength, which is the next step is inside of TrendSpider, I will go uh, clone watch list. I'm gonna copy all and I'm gonna open my spreadsheet, which in no, or well, the only reason I'm doing it is just to transpose from sideways, from horizontal to vertical. Now we have it vertical. I'm gonna drop that right here into our relative strength scanner, which if you don't already have downloaded, uh, to your Google Gmail account or whatever you've got. Um, this is inside the uh, 10 minutes, uh, 10 minute trader. Um, uh, what is where I'm thinking of? Me members area. Andrew, I know you're new. So let me go ahead and show you exactly where this is at. That way you can download one right now as well. If you go inside the 10 minute trading room, go to relative strength scanner. You'll see a video on how to use it. And then you can click this button right here to get your own copy. So this will copy into your Google Drive account. So I'm going to paste special the values. Now, this is the first 36. I tried, I tried to make it do, you know, 100, but Google, Google doesn't like me. I pushed the boundaries on Google. Andrew says he got it. Thanks. Perfect. Andrew, you're coming through clutch today on your first day. Really proud of you, man. All right. So now what this is going to do is it's going to look, make sure all of our chart settings are in place. 
And it's also going to look at the relative strength. Going back to here real quick, the relative strength we need to see uh, in this case, we're going to need to see this under 125. We kind of have that that level, that margin of error there, the, the 25% over or under compared to the S&P 500. The S&P is at 100, okay? It's always 100. This is our baseline. So we have one so far, Monster. Victor, this is one you and I talked about. Ooh, I'm excited about Monster. All right, so Monster has a 79. So if if uh, if the S&P is at 100, let me use some. Oh, I have low cars on my desk because I'm quite the nerd. Um, okay, so if the S&P is traveling at 100, Monster is traveling at 79. So it is now much slower than the S&P. And... Keep in mind that the relative strength delta also is a negative 25, which means that it's pushing on the brakes even harder. So yeah, perfect, perfect setup here. So we're going to go back into TrendSpider just for a second here so I can keep up with my list. That's all. I have a secondary list that I use when I'm live on Benzinga. I'm going to type in MNST. Okay. So now we're going to take the other half of this list that came out of our charts. And we're going to paste these here. Edit, paste special values. Now, I know you're thinking, well, what about all those other guys? All those other guys, you can trade them. Their charts are very weak, obviously. The issue is that they aren't weak enough. When we're going long, we want the hardest, strongest stocks. We want the Arnold Schwarzenegger of stocks. When we're going short, we want the uh, the absolute worst opposite stocks, right? You could think of it like uh, the Twins movie with, uh, I think it was Danny DeVito, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito couldn't be more different. We want the worst stocks out there. So we want the ones that with the lowest relative strength and the highest relative strength, or, or I'm sorry, the lowest relative strength delta. Basically, we want the ones that are going down and going down fast. So here, the only one that passes is monster. Now I'm concerned because obviously I want to see lots more, but right now only monster is showing to be um, our setup here. And let's talk about that for a second. So something like DLR, okay. It's 66% relative strength. Now let's just go to the DLR chart real quick. Through the logic here. All right. So while DLR has been monkey hammered, as you can see here. The relative strength has actually increased. So a week ago, the relative strength number was much worse. Now, this being that it's up, or it's only down 45 basis points today, compared to the market being down 1.6, actually is giving it a higher relative strength rating. So it has pushed on the gas by 22%. Does that make sense? That's why we're not going to trade something like DLR. And in fact, if you look at a lot of these, the market's finally catching up with a lot of them. We don't have a lot of big down numbers here. Uh, two, three, maybe tops. And that's all part of the system to narrow down the ones with the worst relative strength, okay? Now, we've got one. Let's run a back test. And I'm really hoping that this does show on Monster to be a mega ugly back test strategy test bearish full now remember if you need these criterias they are inside the trading room here 
I have the bullish and bearish criteria all right here for you. Okay, this shows a negative 6%, meaning if we put on this trade, we can actually expect to lose money. And as much as that sucks, as much as I want to get in, we don't have setups right now. We don't have setups because charts are good. Charts are set up. Charts are set up. But when we get to our relative strength, that's where it breaks down. Like I say, if you are interested in trading these, these are all very poor charts. But keep in mind that this is the layer of data that 99% of people have no idea about. Only 10-minute stock traders know about this level of data here. And so we can take something like NDAQ, okay? NDAQ. The charts on this are set up to go short. You can see the charts are set up to go short, but it has very strong relative strength growth, 15% relative strength growth. Because the relative strength is growing, we're not interested in this. The point is to find the worst stocks that are getting worse and short those. Same thing is true if we're going to buy something. We want to find the best stocks that are getting better. We want to find the worst stocks that are getting worse. Right now, what I'm seeing in this, which you can follow along and do exactly the same thing that I see here. What I'm seeing here is that the worst stocks are getting better. The worst stocks are finding buyers right now. Unfortunately, that limits our opportunities, okay? There will be days when like we just don't have time to put on as many trades as there are. But right now, there are buyers coming in and they are saying, you know what? I'm interested in this. These are stocks on sale. I'm going to get me some. So the market's, the market's doing ugly. Listen, listen, listen. Here's what you need to know. If it's a trend, it's going to trend. There's nothing to worry about. We will be riding that trend all the way down. But right now, the relative strength on all of these guys, the worst of the worst, are actually getting better. The relative strength is getting better. Here's a great one, for example, AIZ. And I'm spending the time to talk about this so you understand why we are doing this, why we're making this call. AIZ. The charts are set up on this one to go short. I agree. But when you look at the relative strength, the relative strength of AIZ is at 122%. It is outperforming the S&P 500. If you're going to go short, do you want something that's outperforming the S&P 500? Or do you want something that is the worst and getting worse? You want to find the worst that are getting worse. Exactly. So... As excited as I was today to put on some trades, we got to follow our process here. We did not have anything that passed. Well, I take that back. We had one that passed through relative strength, and that one, the back test, did not pan out. We would expect to lose money here. And that is how 10 minute trading works. Okay. We follow the process. At the end of it, we will have some opportunity. Andrew, Andrew gets it. Yeah. Stay in cash for another day. Cool to go through the process and see what tomorrow brings. Andrew, yeah. And in fact, I mean, this is just my gut feeling. I think tomorrow is going to be a major update because every time we get a nice sell-off, it gets bought up. 
every time we've hit one of these ugly down days, which is, has been around the same price area, it's getting bought up. Isaac says, maybe the market's finally picking a direction. It's been staying in that channel that we've been talking about. I know, man. I know. And that's why we have a very structured process. The worst stocks, if you're going to go short, they're going to fall out of that funnel. <laughs> the worst stocks are going to fall right on out of here. Andrew says chop. Yeah, precisely. Exactly precisely. Now, let's do this. I have kept you guys long enough. I'm so excited about these books. Let's go to our final thoughts for today. Well, well, if you want to be a successful trader, you should act like one. Take only A plus setups. We did not have A plus setups today. Take calculated risks. That's the number one thing 10-minute stock traders do. Let me find that, that list here. The number one thing a 10-minute stock trader does is take calculated risks every time, period. And lastly, never break your rules. That's kind of why I spent a few extra minutes talking about why we didn't proceed any further here, because we are following the rules. I didn't make these rules up. I learned these rules from the very best traders in the entire world. And I am not about to break these rules because I'm bored. And I don't want you to either. Then lastly, become addicted to repetition. Success doesn't happen on accident, all right? Our portfolio is up 180 something, I think it was 183% at end of the year at last year. And I can't guarantee that that's what it's gonna be this year, but it's because I followed these rules and I didn't break the rules that we were able to make that happen. So guys, thank you so much for coming today. Uh, Andrew, I am so glad you could make it on your first day in the trading room and contributing as well. That's a very important thing if you can make it to try and contribute because it's it's helpful not just for you, but for everybody in the group. So thank you guys for coming again. Uh, Andrew said one other thing, good trading. Everyone, glad to have found this. Oh man, no, I'm glad you are here. That's what I'm really glad for. I, I'm here to make all of your, I am here for you. I say that every time and I mean that, I am here for you. Okay, I don't have to do this. So I'm excited to be here for you and to give you my guidance and my expertise and my passion to help you achieve some of your goals as well. Thank you guys for coming today. I am looking forward to seeing you tomorrow and signing some of these autographs and sending them your way. Have a fantastic afternoon, everyone. A 10 minute stock trader takes calculated risks, understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data, doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10-minute stock trader is smart. A 10-minute stock trader understands that they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. They build each other up. They use money as a tool, and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. Welcome to the 10-minute trading room, where we take the guesswork out of trading. Good afternoon, traders. Welcome to today's 10-minute trading room. I see Andrew is here already. It is so important that you would just say hi, because I have no idea if you are here or not. 
Um, truth be told, I have COVID. Wife has COVID. She's picking up the kids from school. Um, so I am not feeling great. But you know what? We managed to evade it for two years, and now here we are. Victor's here. Awesome. Glad you could make it, man. Isaac's here. Market madness, dude. So frustrating. In fact, that's one of the things I want to talk about today. Um, he is here. Harrison made it. Awesome. Dude, I'm glad you're here. So Harrison and I had a phone call last night. And um, this is not to call you out, Harrison, but just to have a conversation about it. And he was like, how's your strategy holding up this year? And I was like, it's doing great. We put on two trades. We got stopped out the following day on both of them. And we're just waiting. That's part of being a 10-minute stock trader is just waiting, making sure that the market is ready for us. So yeah, man, I'm glad, glad, glad you made it. Andrew says, you tested positive two days ago for the first time. Dude, it's like everybody's getting it, right? Oh, so frustrating. Victor had it last week when we talked. Getting out of COVID on Friday. That's good. That's good. Andrew says, awesome. You're doing the show with COVID. Not only am I doing the show right now. By the way, Andrew, uh, in case you didn't know, I am from Texas. And every once in a while, my little Texas accent will come out. Not only am I doing the show right now. But at the top of the hour, I will be on Benzinga. Uh, show you guys that. So if you are interested and in watching some more of this handsome fella, <laughs> then I will be live on Benzinga doing some back testing because that is what we do. Uh, Harrison says, You're good. No, you're good, bro. By the way, I have legitimately autographed all of you guys. The book, the secret investing book, but the, they're sitting up on the shelf over there. I don't want to send these until next week because <laughs> since I got COVID and I'm breathing all over them, I was like, you know what? As much as I want to get these out to you guys, I, if you don't mind, I want to spend a couple extra days letting the virus chill off of that. That way I can get it to you guys. Lickety split. And you don't claim that I gave you the virus. Come on. Oh man, that hurt my head. I didn't like that so much. Isaac, I'm not gangsta. You're gangsta. You're gangsta coming all the way from Alaska. I couldn't survive in Alaska. No, thank you. All right, guys, let's get into today's 10 minute trading room. All right. So this is the 10 minute trading room and how to trade in only 10 minutes a day. And this is exactly how we take the guesswork out of trading. Now, for you new guys and gals, we do like to start at the top make sure the market is working for us. Now, we have three components of the market. By the way, I'm never gonna get tired of saying this because the more I drill it, the more I drill it into you, the more you're gonna know it and the more you're gonna live it. You're a 10 minute stock trader now, you gotta know this. So the S&P moving averages, because we're looking at a bear situation right now, we need to see the 10 day under the 20 day and price under the 50 day. So. Let's go take a look at the charts. I'm going to go to SPY. And Isaac, dude, we're still in this range. Market madness. We do have the 10-day cross below the 20-day. That's the blue line under the black line. We do see price under the 50-day. But keep this in mind, all right? Keep this in mind. Every time we see a breakdown like this, it's getting bought up. That's not a trend. That's a fake out. That's what a lot of people are struggling with right now is that they want to be active, they want to participate, but the market can't make up its mind. 
Now, granted, this is still a bearish posture. We like this for a setup. Now let's go to MMFI. MMFI is the percent of stocks over their own 50-day moving average. If we look at that today, it's at 33%. Let me make that bigger. And because you're smart, because you're a 10-minute stock trader, you understand that if that number is 33%, there's 66% of the market below their 50-day moving average, which means two-thirds of the market is bearish, which is also awesome. So now, remember how that goes. We have the market trend with the moving averages. We have the market breadth with the MMFI. You click those together, that tells you your market direction. But because you're a 10-minute stock trader, we also have access to this artificial intelligence data over at FinClub. Now, I pulled this up earlier and I was like, oh man, everything failed, yet it was a green day. And as you know, if we're going to go in a direction, we need to have that. That is our final factor for the market. That is our market timing factor. So we have our trend, we have our breadth, we have those together for direction. And then finally is our timing. If you recall, and I do wanna stress this, the last time we were set up to go bearish and we got a green fin club day, this noise happened. Let me make this bigger. This noise right here happened and we were right back up to where we were. So may, maybe that is a uh, warning sign for us. I will take it as such, but because I love you guys and you are 10 minute stock traders, I will go through all the way, all the way top to bottom for you guys just to see the process today. Brian says, hello, Brian. Hello to you. What's up, Brian? I, I appreciate Isaac, you always being able to uh, participate. That means a lot. Andrew, great question. Market breadth. I'll spend a minute on that. So market breadth, imagine that the market is a army, okay? The S&P, the QQQ, the anything, the, the any kind of market indice, that's the general. They're all market cap weighted, which plays into why we can see the market go up while the breadth goes down. Breadth is the participation. So if the SPY is the general, then all the stocks that compose the SPY are the soldiers. And where I'm going with that is if the soldiers have decided to retreat, then the market breadth has gone away. So there's less and less and less participants, which makes sense because now we're finally getting to see the market showing uh, that kind of price action as you would expect. And these are critical. Uh, one of the webinars that I did um, inside the, the members area, if you had a chance, haven't had a chance, definitely go watch those. Um, one of the webinars I really went in detail about the market breadth and talked about how when I found this, really it was thanks to Mark Minervini, when I found this, um, like my profits tripled almost instantly. Within three months, my profits had tripled. And it also allows you to stay out when the market doesn't know what it's going to do, kind of like this. So yeah, man, be glad to anytime. So now let's go, let's take it a step further. As I mentioned, we don't have a perfect setup here. We need to have the perfect setup here. So today is a transition day. Today's a transition day because we are not in the market waiting on a valid setup. But I will go ahead and I will go through the following steps so you guys can see what's going on out there. 
I got you. Andrew, you are welcome. All right, so next is we go to the charts. Now on the charts, we have a lot of criteria we look at, but in a nutshell, I like to describe it as all your moving averages pointing one direction. So we will use our bearish power scanner. Now this is gonna scan through all of the S&P 500. This is gonna find the, the worst stocks based on a chart out there. Currently we're looking at 50, 60, 61 right now. Uh, should finish here in just a second, which is great. It's still thinking, I'm gonna go ahead and stop it. 61's fine. I hit clone just for my sake. So I can copy this and transpose this. You'll see why in just a second. So now I've taken it from TrendSpider into Excel. And then I'm gonna to go to the relative strength scanner, which you all have access to inside the members area. Edit, pay special values. Now what we're trying to do here is we know what charts just passed our criteria, but what relative strength can we find? Relative strength is so, so key. You wanna find not just the worst stocks, but the stocks that are the worst and getting worse. Where I first found this concept, I was trading oil, oil stocks like Exxon, Chevron, things like that. And I found there, uh, I was reading through William O'Neill's How to Make Money in Stocks, and um, he was talking about relative strength. And so I, I calculated the relative strength in a little different way than they do, but still same concept here. If the, if the S&P is, is a value of 100 and uh, your stock is a value of 100, that means it's moving at the same speed. When I found that, the um, oil stocks were just like 200%, 250%, 400%. And I was like, damn, this is awesome. I got to get in. And I got in and I was making money. And then they started to slow down. All right. They were at 200, 250, 300, 500, et cetera. But then they started to slow down, you know, coming back from 500 to 400 to 300. And I was losing money on the back half of the trade. And I was like, well, what's going on here? That is our relative strength delta. We want to see how fast it's going. And then we want to make sure that it's going faster than it was a week ago, that it's speeding up. Okay. Uh, or in the bearish case, slowing down. So currently we have one setup here in SYF. So I'm going to go over here to a different list just so I can keep track easier. And this shows us that it has 123%. So it's roughly in the ballpark of what the market's doing, but it's the, this is tiny. Hang on. It's at 123% right now and falling fast, falling apart, negative 19%. That's awesome. That's what we want to see. All right. So that was half of the list. Let's do the other half real quick. There's some big names on here. Twitter, JP Morgan, Amazon. These are the most bearish stocks out there. Edit, pay special values. Amazon, mRNA, Facebook, Nike, T-Mobile, General Motors, Twitter. These are big names. All right. This is not like insignificant names out here. Let's let that calculate real quick. Don't you love computers? <laughs> it just all calculates for us. Bam, we got one more, JP Morgan. Cool, all right, so we take JP Morgan. Remember, we want the worst of the worst if we're gonna go short. I am not gonna go short today, but I'm going through this process for you because it did not pass the market, all right? 
Next, we got the relative strength. Now let's do a back test. We have two guys that we want to look at a back test on. SYF, this is Synchrony Financial. Okay, so I'm going to go Strategy Tester. And I already have this criteria built in under the 10-day. And if you need this, oh, wait, that's not the right one. If you need this, this is also inside the uh, 10-minute stock trader um, members area. All of this is a screenshot. I'm going to click Run. Ooh, that's awesome. Okay, so if we were to go short, this would be a prime opportunity right here because this shows that if you followed our in and out strategy on the 10 day, it would yield a positive 6.49%, which is pretty awesome, actually. Now let's do the same thing for JPM. And that's why we do a back test right there. Harrison, you, you asked how we do back tests. That's how you do one right there. Check it out. SYF, the strategy that we employ, being under things like the 50-day, under the 200-day, uh, different moving averages crossed over, et cetera, has a positive 6% return for us. That's what we want to see. Exact same strategy, different stock, negative 49%. So that would tell me you'd lose half your money trading short side on JPM. By the way, if you did not know this, 99.9% of traders out there have no idea what we just did. They can't backtest their strategies. They don't understand it. They don't get it. And if you told them this, they, their mind would be blown. Because for most of them, they're just like, oh, it's a SPAC. I need to buy that. Oh, it's a... You know, today's AMC, today's stop, I need to buy that. No, this is all math-based. Harrison, nice, yeah. I'm glad you could observe that, man. Okay, so let's take it a step farther. We know SYF, following the 10-day, backtesting is the key to success, without a doubt, because you prove your edge. You take the guesswork out of trading by doing this. Okay. So next from backtest, we go to liquidity. Now liquidity offers several steps here. We have a positive expectancy. We know that the 10 day is gonna work. Um, in this case right now, for brevity's sake, since I'm not actually gonna put on the trade, I'm not gonna do the one and two ATRs, but if you want them, let's put SYF right here. If you want them inside of the Relative Strength Scanner, it'll tell you, hey, here's your short entry point where you can add. Here's another second short point where you can add. So 44 and a half, 4307. Okay, so basically we're looking at something like this. 44 and a half, and then another one at 4307. Right, uh, where's 4307? There, so those would be our two two points we would add to our short position next if we were to put on the trade. Okay, and then finally position size. This is all calculated in here for you as well. Um, but let's go to Tastyworks. As you know, that's what I trade on. Word to the back test, dude, no joke. That'll keep you out of trouble right there. That's what that does, SYF. All right, so we're in the final stretch of finding what works, okay? We know at least a million shares traded daily. Everything that pulls up in the relative strength scanner is at least a million shares daily. So you don't have to worry about that. 
option chain, 21 days to expiration. Okay, SYF has a handful. There's a 23 day, I like that. Uh, where is it? Here, 250 plus open interest. Okay, so we're looking at a 23 day, but I am not seeing any open interest at all. Do you guys? Do you guys see uh, see anybody who wants to participate on that? No. Let's go to this one. By the way, for the for the new, new people out there, I do laid quotes because I have a business account, and they want to charge hundred and fifty dollars a month for quotes. And I'm like, I don't day trade. I'm gonna save one hundred and fifty bucks a month. Are you kidding me right now? That's outrageous. So yeah, you actually have a better setup than I do because of that. All right, so we went into the 16-day, and the biggest open interest I can find is 137. Still, not, not going to work for me. If you went all the way to the 9-day, which gets a little sketchy for me, if you went all the way to the 9-day, you could find some liquidity here on the 48 strike, but the 50-cent bid-ask spread, we want to keep it really tight, really liquid. That's not even 50 cent. That's uh, 245 minus 310. So 310 minus 245. That's 65 cents. There's no trade in this. You can try and push it as hard as you can, but there is no trade in this. And then extrinsic value. We want to see that less than 20%, which it's not. 74 on the extrinsic value divided by 310 comes to 23. I'd round for that one. But yeah, there's no trade today. That's the hardest part about trading right there. The hardest part is following your rules. The hardest part is making sure not putting on trades when there's not a trade to be made. That's the hardest part is saving yourself from yourself. So with all that said, let's go into today's final thoughts. All right, so my friend Mark, he's like on a Twitter rampage right now because he just uh, found out that he's uh, the uh, U.S. Investing Championship. He got 331% return. Basically, what I wanted to get across here, there's nothing more powerful than a human being that has made up his or her mind. The truth is, most people never really decide to decide. When you do, you make a decision and a real commitment to no turning back. And in that instant, change will happen. You're a 10 minute stock trader now. You understand the process. You understand why it works. You understand that this, these are the rules for the market. If you don't have the rules for the market, there's no trade to make. And like I say, that can be the hardest, hardest thing to do is not place a trade when you feel like you should be doing something, right? You want the excitement. But right now, the best trade to make is no trade. I mean, there may be a great setup tomorrow. If we can get Fin Club going red, yeah, we'll have a great setup tomorrow. But for today, no trade to make. So guys, thank you so much for coming to today's 10-minute trading room. I hope to catch you over on uh, Benzinga here in a minute. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, I'm pushing through with COVID on this. Got my Tylenol pumping through my veins and hope that I can uh, deliver a great show over there. Uh, like I get the opportunity to every time. Thank you so much for coming to today and uh sure to see you here tomorrow in the 10 minute trading room
A 10-minute stock trader takes calculated risks, understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data, doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10-minute stock trader is smart. A 10-minute stock trader understands that they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. They build each other up. They use money as a tool, and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. Welcome to the 10-Minute Trading Room, where we take the guesswork out of trading. Good afternoon, traders. Happy January the 20th to you. I got to tell you, about an hour ago, I was coughing up something and I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> and then, I, then it went away. So I was like, well, I might as well do the trading room today. Thank you guys for coming. If you're here, please say hi. I know Harrison's here. How are you, sir? Oh, all right. This COVID, no fun, but I'm alive still. Thank goodness. Let's get into trading today. Uh, let's talk about our process and we'll talk about what we're seeing out there. So first, got to start with the market. As you know, the market consists of three components. Clicky. First is the 10 over the 20 day, or in this case, under the 20 day, since we're looking to go short and price under the 50 day. Uh, Victor's here. Yeah, freaking COVID. I don't know, dude. Uh, Harrison says, doing great. All right. Good, good, good. They traded Tesla. 150 trader. 150 May. All right. All right. Oh, I don't day trade, man. That's too stressful. I, 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 that's one of my things is like, I remember the last time I day traded, just on tangent here. The last time I day traded, I was like, sweating i was nervous because you got to go with the bigger size right and i didn't have a plan i was just like here we go let's just put on whatever and i spent all day just staring at those one minute ticks as they go by and then of course i lost in the trade but i was just like you know what this isn't for me come on i'm gonna give you my best covid check norris today that definitely lacks luster <laughs> isaac is here yo yo Oh, and then Harrison says, it was stressful. Absolutely. Down 500, up 600, break even. Finish the day up 400. Well, I'm glad you finished the day on top. Yeah, that, that that's not our kind of trading. But you know what? It's all right. If it works for you, it works for you. So next, let's look at the MMFI. Well, hang on. Let's go back to here. We still do have, make this bigger. We still do have the 10-day under the 20-day. We still do have price under 50-day. and uh, as you can see here, we actually had quite the um, positive day at one point. It was up over 1%. Now it's looking flat right now, right at 0% change. Um, yeah, I'm pretty interested. I, I think we, we have some opportunities here. Andrew says, afternoon, everyone. Hey, man. Uh, Kavan says, could we day trade with Fin Club? Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll talk about that in just a second, actually. Andrew says, Chris, hope you're taking care of fluids and Tylenol. I, I crammed some Tylenol here in just a minute. Got my water. I'm good to go, man. Thanks. So let's let's go over to MMFI 
you know, this is our percent of stocks above the 50 day. We have 13 or 33.13. That means one in three stocks are bullish, bearish sign. Two out of three stocks are bearish. Then Fin Club. Come on. Here's the cool thing about Fin Club, man. When you get access to Fin Club, you get all these pits right here. And so something like, um, you know, these that passed today, this is really what it's designed for. We're kind of using its secondary feature on the red light, green light thing right here. Uh, they call this the market trajectory. But it's designed to work for these numbers here, where something like NEM buy it under 6509 and then uh, get out at 6541. Um, Harrison, you know, you're talking about Tesla trade there. What Fin Club wants to do is instead of catching the big moves like we want to do, they try and catch the the if if it's, if it's in a wave, they're trying to catch just pieces of that wave, right? That's why it has only a thirty cent range right there, uh, but it is still one percent on the stock, um, and at seven million volume, that that's one I would be interested in. Uh, but you do have to go in a size if you're looking to do that, Kevon, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that that's the way it's designed to work is for day traders like that. Okay, so let's go back to our matrix here. The moving averages are good. MMFI is good, but Fin Club is green. Because Fin Club is green, that ends our analysis for going short. Remember, the trend and the breadth tell us which direction the market's going. Then we use Fin Club as the timing mechanism. That's how it works. It's amazing. Um, you know, a lot of these stocks that we could have got into yesterday um, are up on the day, like SYF right? It's up on the day. Not to say that it won't work out, but these are the stocks that we were looking at yesterday. And because Fin Club gave us that timing, we waited out. Now it's awesome to see the market kind of uh, breaking down a little bit. Listen, here's the other thing too. I don't want to see the market go down. This is bad for everybody when the market goes down, right? Think about people's retirement accounts or 401ks, all that stuff, right? The market is the, the sentiment of America. I don't want to see it go down, but if it does go down, and if everything lines up, we trade it. That's just how it works. But because this is the end of our analysis here, this makes it a transition day. We're not in the market, but we're continuing to wait for the right setup. And I know waiting's hard. Waiting is hard, but this is how it works. You're waiting for the opportunity to be perfect. However, because I love you guys, let's go through the next steps. Let's go to the AI chart bearish power scanner. So this is gonna scan all the S&P 500 for the worst looking charts out there. Got 80, 90, oh, it capped out. So my plan with TrendSpider only has 100 results and it's over 100 results here. That's pretty crazy, right? We're gonna clone this. So what this says is, yeah, the market's effing weak. We're just going to transpose this. Then we'll drop this in our relative strength scanner. Edit, paste, special. Oh, I did it wrong. Hang on. Edit, special values. We'll see what this turns out here in just a second. Now, you can still trade these, but I'm not going to because it doesn't meet my criteria. 
That's why I want to go ahead and show these to you guys. Look, Google, think about that for a second. In the meantime, I wanted to talk about... I wanted to talk about this because this is going to be a case study at some point in the future. They're going to say, can you believe people would buy Peloton going into the coronavirus and watching it go from, uh, let's call it 20 bucks up to 167, 700% return in the span of nine months. And we have round tripped all of that all the way back down in 11 months after that. This is 100% going to be inside of a of a, a finance textbook. But but also check this out, right? So this move up was 700% gain. This move down was 86% loss. You know, people don't get it. They don't get the math. You guys do because you're 10-minute traders, right? But the math works against you geometrically when it's uh, going down versus going up. You only had to lose 80% to get back to where you started when it had gone up 700%. Yeah. But what I wanted to talk about on Peloton was this is the news came out today. It's down 24% today. You as a 10 minute stock trader would have never been in this position because all of the moving averages are pointing which way? All the moving averages are pointing one way, and that's down. Because all the moving averages are pointing this way, what direction would you trade it? Well, I can tell you one thing, Harrison. This 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 one is a, a wink and a nod for you. Um, I wouldn't contrarian trade this, as some people out there would tr tell you to trade. That's the last thing you would want to do. Trend trading is the easiest way in the world to trade because it just shows you which way it's going and you follow that. Andrew says down and short. Exactly. You would have never been in this as a 10 minute stock trader. Not once, not at least since uh, maybe July. <laughs> Harrison says, ha ha agreed. Okay. Let's go back to our relative strength scanner. Google should be done by now. Sometimes you have to refresh. There we go. Okay. So we got all the values in here, but none of these meet our, our relative strength criteria. Remember, we want to see that um, not just the worst, but also getting worse. And the closest one here would be like MCHP. Let's take a look at MCHP. MCHP. Yeah, that would have been a great opportunity for a short right there. All right, so let's go to the other pieces here real quick. Copy, other strength scanner, edit, pay special values. Oh, by the way, on Peloton, going back to that real quick. I ran the back test just a little bit ago, just for fun to see what it said. And if you ran our short back test criteria, this would be a negative 40, or it would be a 47% return. Yeah, this would have been a, a fantastic opportunity. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. You, you would never you would never think that the darling Peloton would be the opportunity for going short, right? But the data even proves that it would have been a great opportunity. All right. Uh oh, here we go. Got a handful. Good. I'm gonna copy these guys real quick. 
paste them over here. Okay, now we go to our last bit. Another strength scanner, edit, paste special values. Uh, sometimes Google gets mad at me. I might have to refresh. I might have to close it and reopen it. Hang on. Give me a second. Close it and reopen it. Trading room. Realtor strength scanner. All right. Let's give that just a minute to think. But let's, in the meantime, let's go take a look at um, our list here. That did not save. Edit. Benzinga. Well, son of a gun, that did not save the one. That's on me. That's on me. Copy. Special values. Hopefully it'll clear up here in a second. Let's go to our final thoughts real quick while this is working here. So the importance of this tweet as Minervini was can't be stressed enough. It's literally the secret if there was one. When you make the decision to protect your capital, not your ego, to become a master of one thing, not to be an amateur at many things, right? You want to be a master of trading a 10-minute trader way. To forget about the money and the failures and focus on process and to unconditionally Commit and never quit. Then your true potential can emerge. Basically, what Mark is saying here is like, if you're going to make this work, this or any other other endeavor that's important to you, you got to go all the way in. You can't just skirt around the outside. You can't just half do it. You got to go all the way in. Speaking of, Mark and I were texting yesterday. Um, he is 100% good to come on our show and talk about his trades for his uh, 2021 victory in the U.S. Investing Championship. So that'll be coming soon. I'm excited about that. Okay, this is almost working. Let's see if I can refresh this. Uh, here we go. Sweet. Give another couple of seconds here. It's great when technology works, but it's very frustrating when it doesn't. So while it's thing. Andrew says, calendar note, JPAL FOMC meeting next week. Maybe we start to get more of a trend then. Maybe. Let's take a look at SPY one more time. I mean, from what I understand, the market is pricing in three rate hikes for 22. And um, I don't think it's going to happen. That's so aggressive. I don't think that they're going to make that happen. Um but if they do, you can expect the market to just because the market needs lower rates. Lower rates are good for the market. If rates rise, the market is in theory going to suffer for that. Thanks, Andrew. Coming from Isaac. Boom. Finally, we got it. Okay. All right. That honest to goodness was my fault. So we got these guys, drop them in this list here. 
and I will save it this time. And then we'll go to our last last group. Do you guys mind if I go through all the steps, even though we're not going to trade? Let me know, because uh, I feel like that delivers you value instead of just saying, okay, no trades today. And as you guys know, I want to make this the greatest thing possible in the entire world. All right, we have data coming through. Still thinking, and it's done. Okay, so that's everything. All right, so we don't have any other... Uh, oh, hang on, sorry, let me make this bigger. So we don't have any other stocks that pass for us. No problem. So now we go look at each one of these individually and run our back test. Garmin, hang on, let me, let me do this. Garmin's good, I like that. So this has a 3% on the 10 day and 9% on the five day. So what we do at this point is we type in here, five day, the EMA, okay? So Garmin's a good one. Go to JPM. We did this yesterday, remember? So it's gonna have a negative. So because of that, just for our, our record keeping, I like to come and give it a red so we don't go back to it. We've already looked at Garmin. Let's look at NRG. NRG has a 5% return on the five day and a negative 1% on the 10 day. Because they aren't both positive, we would skip NRG. VFC, negative 16%, we would skip that guy. How, when we do our back test, it takes like milliseconds and we know exactly if the strategy would or would not work. GM, negative 14%, so we would skip that one. Final one would be GILD, negative 30%. So the only one that would pass and be a tradable stock today is at the five day. Now let's go look at um, Andrew says great value. Harrison says, yes, go for it. Cool, cool. Victor says, yes, very useful to go through the whole process. Good. Brian says, go ahead. You can show how you would trade, make a trade if there were enough open interest. Oh, yep. That's the next step. Isaac says, please do. Cool. So I kind of forgot to go through my process here. I'm sorry. We went through our charts. We know everything passes on our charts because it came out the scanner. We went through the relative strength and we found the guys that passed for relative Now we went through the back tests on all of them. We found the ones that have positive expectancy. And then we found the best trend line. The best trend line for Garmin was the five day. That's why we write it down. And then the back test projections. That's right. So check this out. GRMN. This, when you type it in here, will tell you the next points, the next buy points, which is crucial. I don't want to buy something unless it already looks like it's going to go through these points. So uh, 121.78, 119.09. 121.78. And one nineteen oh nine. Says one twenty one seventy eight. And the other one 
And then we'd like to see this within 10 candles. So because this backtest projection won't go out until tomorrow, we can do the math on it. So what I do, and I have it written down here, within 10 candles. So we want to see if this would pass through where we are right now. So right now, hang on, right now, right there, through these in the next 10 candles. So after 10 candles, that's negative 8.34%. So, uh, let's round it. So let's say um, times 0 0.0, what is 8.34? Um, 90, oh, I got COVID brain at the moment. 91.6, yeah, 113.93. So then we just do this real quick, 113.93. 113.93 is about right here. All right. So pay attention to what I just did here. Actually, now I see that. I'm going to do that in the future. 8.3 right there. Pay, pay attention to what I did right here. So we the back test was not plotting out onto the chart, which is okay. It'll happen in the next day or two. But we do the math on this. So we see 10 days. The negative change is negative 8.344. So we draw this line, 3.4%, which I'm just going to do this from now on, 0.34%. So this is where it would end up following its back test in the next 10 days. And as you can see, it's go through our initial buy point and one and two. That plus one and two within 10 candles. That's good. Next, let's go to the option chain. So everything that passes in our relative strength scanner has at least a million shares, but this is, you always got to start there. So in the options chain, we need to go to 21 days to expiration. Twenty-one-ish days to expiration. Okay, so it's monthly at 29 days. That's fine. Then we're going to go to the puts and we're going to go to open interest. Uh, there it is. So we need to see 250 plus open interest. And we don't see it. This one's kind of close, 119. But then next, less than 50 cent bid ask spread. That's like $4 bid ask spread. 20% or less extrinsic value. We can take a look at that. So you would take the extrinsic value, so 1.02 divided by value, 13.3, gives you 7%. Yeah. So the issue here is while it does fall all the way through from the market to the charts, to the relative strength, to the back test, it does not pass liquidity. It doesn't pass liquidity. And honestly, liquidity is probably, I wouldn't say most important, but it, by by golly, is exceptionally important. That's why we go through this entire thing. Sorry, I know I'm looking like crap right now. Um, that's why we go through this entire thing. If it meets all these other criteria, yet is not liquid, you might be setting yourself up for disaster. Because now, you want to get in and out of the stock, and you're going to have to give up $4 between the bid and ask. No thanks, Felicia. Not interested in that one. So, another day, another note.
no trade, but that's okay. There will be plenty of times. In fact, give me a second here. I was just thinking about this earlier. Because uh, I was like, how many trades did I put on at this point last year? So today is January 20th. And by the way, January last year, the MMFI was at like 90, 80s. It was monster high. Just looking at my other screen. Gosh, by January 20th, I had had 30 trades last year. <laughs> That's the difference between 2021 and 2022. Uh, 30 trades versus two. Yeah, quite quite a difference. Um, 22 has just been a hot mess of a market. That's for sure. Brian says, did you use, did you use buy the bid or ask? Um, so for the extrinsic value, you divide because we are, we would be buying this in the money. So we would do it on the ask price. Maybe you could find a midpoint, maybe, but you would do, um, and it's changed a little bit, 0.82 divided by 1320. That's 6% right now. You divide by bid or ask. Yes. Extrinsic divided by ask because we'd be buying this. Okay, guys. Do you guys have any questions today? Brian has a question right now. If Garmin had liquidity, would you have sold a put? No. No way. Selling a put here would be in the danger zone to me. Surely you meant buy a put. Surely you meant buy a put. If it had had liquidity, yes, for sure. If it had had liquidity and we had... Fin Club being red. This is a prime perfect example. But it doesn't have liquidity. Because it doesn't have liquidity, it's not it's not one that we'd want to take. Um I, I remember one of the webinars. I I know you you listened to this one, Brian. Uh the one of the worst trades I ever had, and it was so frustrating because I I did everything right in this trade, but in order to get filled to get out. I had to move my um, my ask price to get out of the trade so much that it ended up being a loser. And I was just like, this is such crap. How in the world can I have a winning strategy and a losing trade? It was all about the lack of liquidity. Andrew says, when you're looking at the options, is that meant to check liquidity for a short trade or buy a put or higher? So we would be buying the put here. Um, I rarely, rarely will buy a stock or short sell the stock itself because you can get like eight, 10 to one leverage by doing the, in the money, um, in the money puts. In fact, if you go and watch, um, Andrew, go, go watch this webinar here and this webinar, I show you why we do the in the money because it, it literally gives you like a 90% discount on everything you buy. And of course, if you're paying 90%, that means you have 90% of capital you can go use on something else. Andrew says either. Uh, let me double check this. Looking at it, I mentioned check liquidity for either a short trade. Yeah, either a short trade or to buy a put or higher. Yeah, you can do either. In fact, in the relative strength scanner, I have the uh, 
the logic built in here for your position size. So what you would need to do is just input your account balance, whatever it is, your percent risk that you want to risk per trade. I say 2% or less, but you could do 10% or whatever. And then the approximate delta. And then it will actually show you the uh, number of shares. And then also the number of options. So either one, you could totally do there. And I just did all the math there for you. You are welcome, sir. Brian says, expect to move. Use 85% of the call ask and bid ask. I've heard others use the sum of the average call bid ask and put bid ask. Is there one better to you? Your way is faster. I have not heard that method. Um, let's go look at Netflix because I know they have earnings in the next couple of days. And we can have a discussion on that real quick. So the way that you would find the expected move. So guys, if, if you don't know how to do this, just um, take a second here and, and maybe get a pen and paper, uh, but I'll teach you how to do it real quick. If you are going to do the uh, expected move for, catch my breath here, sorry. If you're going to do the expected move for earnings, what you would do is you would go to earnings, expiration, closest things. You would buy the at the money put and buy the at the money call. And by doing that, you actually don't buy them. You just price them. That's going to give you a value of $39. Then you could say 39 times 0.85 gets you $33.15. What Brian was saying is uh, taking the average of the two, which there may be a, can you do midpoint? Oh yeah, you could do that. You could do that right here in, uh, in Tastyworks. At least there's a mid price. So it's going to give you roughly the same value. Let's see. So I came up with 3315, 1977 plus 1920. Um, that's so far off. Oh, I did multiply. Sorry. 19.77 plus 19.2. I, I found 30, 33 my way. This shows 38 their way. Your call. I, I like it this way. It is super fast, super easy. You just price the ask on both of them times 0.85. So 39 times 0.85, so 33.15. And then go to the chart. Jeez, this is so ugly. Who would have thought Netflix would be this ugly, right? So if the current price is 508, you would go $33 above. Right there. And $33 below. there so this range here is what you would expect the uh, earnings move would look like so in this case it could be as high as 545 and as low as 475 so the way that we would use this is um, uh, just so you guys know when and if we run across one that we're trading that has earnings what we do is we take this value and we say, okay, if we're following the 10 day, does this expected move break the 10 day? If the answer is yes, then we get out. In fact, I think I have it on here. Hang on. Leading into earnings. Yes. Is the trade already profitable? If yes, go to the next step. 
Does the expected move break the trend line that we're following? If no, then you keep it. So if this expected move falls lower than this uh, 10-day line, we would keep it. We would take it off because it does show to be breaking through that 10-day line. Does that make sense? Brian says, stop raising prices. Dude, got an extra dollar a month. Okay, let's be real here. <laughs> When I see somebody raise prices by a dollar, I'm like, mm, I'll survive. But yeah. Oh man, what happened to the market? It's tanking right now. It was flat a minute ago. Now it's down 71 basis points. Something just happened. I don't know what happened. If you guys know, put it in the chat. Um, yeah, it's looking ugly. That's for sure. I don't know why Fin Club was green today. Don't ask me, but I just know that uh, we got to trade what we're what we're given. And now it's breaking this range here. This range that we've had for months, it's starting to break through. Okay, could get interesting, guys. Thank you so much for coming for a very, very long, very COVID-y uh, 10-minute trading room today. Um, I will see you tomorrow in uh, in the trading room, as long as I survive, but I'm sure I will. See you then. A 10-minute stock trader takes calculated risks, understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data, doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10-minute stock trader is smart. A 10-minute stock trader understands that they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. They build each other up. They use money as a tool and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. Welcome to the 10 Minute Trading Room where we take the guesswork out of trading. Hello everybody. Welcome to today's 10 Minute Trading Room. I am glad that you made it today. Still working through this COVID situation, but you know, we're, uh, we're going to make it probably by Monday, everything be back to normal. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all okay at my house. We're just, we're just getting by. Luis is here. Good afternoon, sir. Donna made it. How are you? Uh, Andrew says, hope you're keeping your shirts on and not taking a haircut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for coming today. Let's go ahead and take a look at the market. Uh, I am thinking we might be able to get busy and hopefully put on some trades today. Okay, so as you know, we need to start at the top with the market. And um, I came across a quote. I think this is what I had for my final thoughts for today. Yes, uh, I'll come back to this more later. Is it this one? I feel like it is. Yeah, it, basically it was somebody saying, you know, um, breakouts don't work in bear markets. And I was just like, yeah, exactly. That's why you always start with the market. Start with the market. Let it tell you which way it's going. <laughs> uh, Victor's here. Awesome. Brian's here. Thank you guys both for coming. All right, let's start with the market. Now, as you know, with the market, we look at a handful of things, one of those being the moving averages. So we want to see the 10-day over the 20-day, or under the 20-day in this case, and price under the 50-day. Let's go back to SPY. 
And that is definitely the case. Uh, Spy is down one and a half percent right now. Uh, man, I saw this earlier today and it was down huge, up a little bit, down huge. And I don't know what's going on out there, but hopefully we can find some trades to take care of this. Harrison, hello, sir. Hello from Las Vegas. Well, that's good. So we do have a bearish market trend. Now, how about our market breadth? Is MMFI still under 50? The answer is yes, 23%. And uh, this is close to setting 52-week lows at this point. It looks like the lowest point was around 22. We're at 23 today. Yeah, that's pretty great as far as a bearish setup goes. And then finally, we need to see Fin Club, our artificial intelligence data. We show that being red to go bearish, and look what we got today. We got the red light, which is exactly what we want to see. So perfect. So that means we can move on to the next step. This is an offensive day. Offensive days are when we're not already or everything's lined up. We can make trades today as we go down the list here. Uh, and if we had any positions to, that were existing, we would start by looking at adding to those. But that's not the case today. So next we go to the charts. I just ran the power scanner a minute ago, and we have over 100 to choose from, which is pretty great. So let's do this. Let's go clone. Now I'm just copying this so I can transpose it into our relative strength scanner in a vertical format like this. So edit paste values. And let's see what pulls through here. So remember, as we're going through here with the charts, in a nutshell, we just want to see everything pointing in one direction. So everything pointing down or everything pointing up. That's basically all the charts is checking here. So now, as we just described, we put those into the relative strength scanner. Andrew, yeah, I saw that earlier. Spy at the 200-day, NASDAQ under the 200-day. This is getting ugly. All right, so our first blush at this, uh, none of these pass on the relative strength scanner. So here's what I want you to keep in mind. What we want to see is we want to see stocks that are A, weak, and B, getting weaker relative to the market. A lot of these, in fact, some of these are showing a lot of strength, like coming back into them. Um, like, I, I don't even know what IRM is, but this has a 56% relative strength delta meaning that it's actually pushing on the gas while the market's going down. This one's getting stronger. And this is one that showed that its uh, uh, charts were looking bad. So this is a level of data, a level deeper than anybody ever looks at. And that's why we do this, because it's really going to show us what's going on out there. So our first pass, we didn't have anything that showed up. Let's take a second pass here. Hopefully we get a few to come through. We're going to need to wait on Google just a second while that works here. By the way, even though we have been super chill as far as trading the last few weeks, like hasn't this been so low stress, right? That's how I've built 10-minute trading is to be as low stress as possible. There are people that are freaking out right now, right? Not us. We're just hanging out, waiting for the opportunities to come. Uh, Luis says Garmin comes up for you. Okay, very good. I think we checked Garmin yesterday and it just didn't have the liquidity. We'll double check on that today, though. Things, Everything can change, obviously, day to day. Uh, again, nothing shows up on here on the second pass. Let's try the third pass. And if you guys see something that you want to talk about, always, always, always let me know. Paste values. 
Luis says, thank you for the shirt and coffee mug. You are very welcome. Luis, if you could send me a photo of you holding one or both of those or maybe wearing the shirt, that would be awesome. I'd love to, to showcase you on the website there. And same for everybody. When you get your shirt, send me a, a picture of it. I would uh, love to feature you on the website. And we've got... Huh. Okay, I was afraid of that. I was afraid of that, that we wouldn't have anybody to play with today. So the relative strength, we're not seeing anybody pass through there. So let's have a discussion around that. Let's run this power scanner again. Just see what comes out. I am looking at the bearish. Okay, still at 100 charts. Clone this. Start this over again. Let's try it again. Edit, pay special values. Yeah, I was telling someone the other day, Luis, uh, my job is to uh, make you feel like that I'm Santa Claus, to just shower you with everything I can for you. Uh, and in you know, some ways, it's shower you with very, very stressless trades. And some days, it's shower you with giant winning trades. And some days, it's shower you with gifts. But in the process, you know, it's just... It's what I get to do. It's my pleasure. All right, let me refresh this. Yeah, nobody's pulling through. Huh. Let's do another pass here on these. And let's talk about some, okay? So, like, I saw Delta Airlines was on here. Um, while that runs let's go take a look at delta airlines yeah the charts are set up for delta airlines but let's look at its relative strength so it's down 2.6 percent today which is really ugly oh google all right we're gonna let that think for a minute thirty seven yeah yeah okay so these are the right numbers here so I don't know if you can see this let me let me try and zoom in so do you see these lines these little charts here these are called spark charts and this is showing whereas you know this is a price chart this is showing the relative strength chart, which of course now it's going away. Sorry, that's a Google thing. I refresh it, it might come back. Man, Google is fighting me today. Okay, let's do this. Let's pursue what Delta Airlines would look like. We'll go through the rest of the way. As we saw, the relative strength did not come through on any of these. The objective with the relative strength, which this is not right at the moment. Yeah, it's still got some bunk data here that hasn't pulled through yet. The objective was the with the relative strength is to find the ones that are the weakest and getting weaker. 
and this outlines it for us in a way that you wouldn't you wouldn't see it on a chart the way you could look at it on a chart let me see if i still have it here hang on it's very similar to if you were to do this so at the bottom here i'll make this bigger at the bottom here this is the spy chart and at the top here this is the delta airlines chart and so delta airlines you would think oh yeah this is doing really bad it's down 2.6 percent today but look at relatively how they're moving do you see how spy actually has a lot worse movements right now than delta airlines and you can do that with everything but we just quantify that in the relative strength scanner here and it, obviously it makes the comparison so much easier when it's quantified so you can choose that for anything okay we got data back finally still nothing all right let's go with this last bit here yeah i'm definitely frustrated by this today i was really hoping we could have something pull through All right, we'll let that work for a second. Let's go back to Delta Airlines and go through the rest of our process here so you can see it. Remember, relative strength in this case, uh, we're looking at 125 or less with a relative strength delta of negative 10 or less. So now let's do a back test on Delta Airlines just because it's on my mind. All right, so Delta Airlines strategy test. Just put in my 10 day criteria, which you have access in the 10 minute trading room to copy this. So even if we did do that, the data shows a negative 21% on the back test. And we're gonna see that a lot more in the short trades because the market has been so bullish that the, the proliferation, I guess is the right word, of uh, positive yielding back tests will be on the long side and less on the short side. But that's why we run these back tests so we can confirm with the data. Yeah, none of these. The, the key point to get here on the relative strength, which was our bottleneck today, is that not one of these except for SWK. Every single one of these in this particular list here on this third tier of lists is actually, and this is why we do this, okay? This is the level of data that people don't see just looking at a chart. This is like second level data. It's actually improving. So all of these charts, like UA, UHF, in fact, let's do this. All of these charts comparatively to the SPY are getting stronger. And that is the reason why we do this. We need to see the charts that are not just weak, but getting weaker. Remove all here. Okay, here, thank goodness. I, I really was trying to find a good example of this. This is exactly what we're trying to do here. Where is it? Price compare. So by using math, 
we can see right here, UA, all right, 110%. So it's, it's outperforming the SPY and it's getting better. You can see the relative strength increasing in this value right here, okay? There's the chart of relative strength. And you can look right here and it's been flat over the last few days, okay? Whereas the SPY has been, you know, getting monkey hammered. That right there is what the relative strength is trying to show us and tell us. That way we don't get involved in trades that aren't set up like beyond recognition correctly. If the reverse were true, where this was the SPY where it was going sideways, and this was UA that we're looking at right now, that would be a really good opportunity. Does this make sense? This is this is why I wanted to show you what it looks like comparatively. Let me know in the chat if this makes sense. And this is also the reason why I say if you have a day where stocks fall through, you have to take that, that trade. You have to take that trade because it's hit every single point all the way down. And if you don't take the trade, you invalidate the entire model. Andrew says it makes sense. Thank you, Andrew. I just want to confirm with you guys. I'm trying to find every reason not to take a trade. And that's what this is for, essentially. And then if it falls through and there's no reason I can't take this trade, I have to take it. Have to. Um, all right. So let's look at. So this is stock ticker called TT. Same thing here. It's going down, but today it's kind of hit a floor and bouncing back up a little bit. And now you can see the spy, how different those look. Yeah. Brian says, nice visual. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad that this makes sense. It's, it's all in the data, right? These relative strength lines, nobody knows about. Hang on. The, uh. The concept of the relative strength I got from How to Make Money in Stocks by William O'Neill. But the execution, I uh, I changed it a little bit. So they use a an annual relative strength line. And in fact, on all their charts, if you go look at the, uh, the charts over at um, Investors Business Daily, MarketSmith and all that, they have relative strength lines and all that baked in, which is exactly what you have here. We just use a different calculation because ours is based on the last two weeks. In my opinion, I care a lot more about the last two weeks than I care about the last 52 weeks. A lot can change in 52 weeks. I want to know what's going on right now. Andrew says, reminds me when I'm driving and cars going different speeds to the stoplight. Yeah, exactly. Cars going different speeds. A per perfect example. Yeah. And then the relative strength delta. I mean, it's so key and in, 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 in important to to have both the relative strength and the relative strength delta. Because like I said, when I first figured this out, I was trading oil, everything was going awesome. I had, um, it was like ExxonMobil or something, it was like at 200, the next day I was at 220. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. You know, the SPY is down at, um, let's choose cars. Since you mentioned cars, and I keep little Hot Wheels on my desk here. The uh, ExxonMobil was up at like 220, and this is at 100. And um, I was putting on trades and I was making money and I'm like, this is awesome. I'm so glad I found this level of data. And it's not that hard now that I know what to look for and things are working great. And then the next thing I know, I'm losing money and I'm losing money and I'm losing money. And I'm like, what's going on here? And it was the relative strength delta that had changed. 
the rate had ch of change instead of going up instead of it having mashed on the gas it was now mashing on the brakes or backing off the gas and spy was catching back up so that's why we have both of those the relative strength the absolute value of what it is today compared to the spy and the relative strength delta which is the rate of change compared to what it was in the last week so yeah i'm really bummed i'll be honest with you i wanted to trade today but everything we're seeing out here is not moving the direction we need, which tells me that the market is finally catching up to the uh, the breadth that had been so solidly hammered, the breadth that had been knocked down so much. We're finally seeing the market indices show the exact same thing. Wow, it's down 1.6% now. under the 200 day this is a this is ugly but you know we are okay we're still in cash gonna be holding cash for as long as it takes um there there's there i can tell you right now under the 200 day we're going to see a lot of volatility here in the next few weeks um let's go back to the covid crash real quick there's going to be mega, mega volatility. So we had the COVID crash under the 200 day on February 27th. A couple days later, it went back up. And then on March 4th is when the dam finally broke. And then it went all the way down. From that point, it went down another 30% on the market. I don't expect that to happen. Not unless there's some like catastrophic news that's coming out. But if you guys remember, I was saying that every time that we hit this level, we're getting sold off. And I was saying, and um, if you guys have read my recommendation book, the uh, uh, How I Made $2 Million in the Stock Market, uh, they talk about that, right? That price will lead the news. We don't know what the news is going to be, but price will lead the news. And in this case, I don't know what it's going to be, but I think that there's going to be a big news event happen here in the next few weeks. So, yeah, we don't have anybody that passed today. Really frustrating. I wanted I wanted big time somebody to pass today because I want to put on some trades, but got to follow the plan. You got to follow the rules as long as it takes. In fact, let me go back to this real quick. Just to reiterate that point from my mentor, Mark Minervini. Wait in cash for proper setups. How long? As long as it takes. So yeah, that that was what I definitely want to talk about today. Now, for my final thoughts, let hang on, I have to run my graphic. I, I, have, I haven't run it, so let me run it real quick. All right, for the final thoughts, what I want to cover here is I saw this on Twitter and I thought it was really worth mentioning. This is actually an excerpt from this book. And this person highlighted it here. You absolutely do not buy breakouts during a bear market. Most of them will fail. In general, the market is turning negative. It's selling time. When then all the news is terrible, winter will pass and the market and the bull market will start again. And it'll suddenly spring to life. But here's the thing. And this is why in our trading process, we start with the market above all. And which is why I don't understand 
in the can slim methodology markets last m can slim for market is last i don't get that it should be it should be the most paramount thing period and that's what they're saying here you absolutely do not buy breakouts in a bear market many successful traders have said that when their breakouts repeatedly fail it's a possible early sign the market trend is turning down yeah in fact that goes back again to hang on if you guys haven't already gotten some of these books, I'd really, rec really, really, really recommend you do. Um, specifically, this book here, How I Made $2 Million in the Stock Market. Um, yeah. He literally talks about how when he was trading. By the way, he was trading like on the other side of the world. Okay. He was trading by Telegram. And um, when he was trading and he kept getting stopped out, that was a great sign because then he didn't have as much at risk. And then the market would turn around and he didn't have anything to do. He just washed his hands like, oh, okay, I'll just wait, wait, wait and hang out until it comes back. That's what we're doing. We're just waiting until we get the right setup. And this is, as I've said before, this is exactly the rules that I was taught by the greatest traders in the world. And right now, the best trade to make is just holding cash. There's going to be a lot of people stressing this weekend especially the people who own Netflix. By the way, yesterday we mentioned about the, uh, I'll let this be my, my last thing and I'll, I'll, I'll sign off. Uh, yesterday we mentioned about the expected move, about how it was expected to move uh, $33 either way. And it had moved, how much did it move? A hundred plus dollars either way? Dude, that is the reason why, if you trade earnings, you have to, without a doubt, keep your risk in check as our rules go, okay? Our rules for trading earnings. Is the trade profitable? If yes, and don't continue if it's not already profitable. Does the expected move break the trend line? Only if no, would you keep it? I mean, if you were, if you were holding this short, and it would have been a fantastic trade for you absolutely fantastic trade but if you've been holding it long you're probably crying on your mom's pillow tonight <laughs> but that even though we have the the calculation for expected move anything can happen as you know in this game and you got to just keep your risk number one keep your risk tight and in check no matter what andrew says awesome episode thank you andrew i gotta tell you i was i was really frustrated today very, very frustrated. I wanted to make trades today, but I got to follow the rules. Following the rules is the only way to be successful, period. So guys, thank you so much for coming to today's 10-minute uh, trading room. I will see you back here on Monday. Hopefully, I will sound a lot better. <laughs> um, and you guys stay safe out there as well. From what I understand, Omicron is like sweeping the nation. Um, my wife is a teacher. She and our, our two boys are here at home. And I'm hearing other school districts, they're like literally shutting down the school because not enough people are there uh, where everybody is uh, still sick. And so they're shutting down the entire school until everybody gets better. So I'm tired of this. So you guys have a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much. We'll talk later. A 10-minute stock trader takes calculated risks, understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data, doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10-minute stock trader is smart, 
a 10-minute stock trader understands that they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. They build each other up. They use money as a tool, and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. Welcome to the 10-Minute Trading Room, where we take the guesswork out of trading. Good Monday afternoon to you. Happy January 24th. How are you today? I, uh, I am recovering from the COVID. I am not 100%, but I'm up there. The biggest, weirdest symptom I had was the whole loss of taste and smell, and that was very weird. <laughs> uh, my kids are back in school. My wife, she's a teacher. She is actually still home. She is not quite over it as much as I am, but we are making it. Thank you all for your kind words over the last few days. I think I got it on the easy side, so... Uh, I do want to say hi to everybody who is here. So if you don't mind in the chat, just saying hi, let me know how your weekend was. And then we will get right into today's trading. So before we do, I do want to talk about a couple things. I had a nice consultation with Victor today. And he was doing the whole process, which I was really proud of, start to bit, start to finish. He had his his notes and he was going through step by step and he was telling me that last week he was actually like doing it before I did to see if he would get the same results. So I was really proud of Victor. He has really taken ownership of the the whole strategy here. And he had some questions on the relative strength area. So I worked on that today and um, I wanted to talk more about it, show you exactly how the calculation works. And then by doing so, it will allow us to have a better understanding, you guys have a better understanding of how it all works. Uh, well, look at that. The man of the hour, Michael Beeson. How are you, sir? Welcome to the trading room. Michael is um, practically a neighbor of mine just up the road here. Uh, signed up for the trading room over the weekend. Michael, I am so glad that you made it, man. Glad to have you here. Um, let's see. Harrison says, hello. Great weekend. And got some skiing in. Wow. That's awesome. And I appreciate that, Harrison. That means a lot to me. Come on. Here comes the Chuck Norris. It's it's almost back to full strength. Ka, 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 ka. Fist bump over to you. Very cool, Kavon. Hey, Kavon, let me know when you get your, uh, your webinar challenge shirt that you won. I know we sent that out. I think it was Thursday, maybe Wednesday last week. So you should get that real, real soon. Victor made it. Ryan made it. Good afternoon to you, sir. And Michael says he's glad to be here. All right. So let's get into trading. Um, first off, let's get into our market analysis. So here we are in the 10 minute trading room. And this is exactly how to trade in 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. So when we trade, we start at the top and look at the market. The market has to be in a certain posture for us to proceed. And let's take a look at that. So we have three criteria that we're looking at. We're looking at the moving averages to find the trend. Then we're looking at the MMFI to find the breadth. And we're going to look at FinClub, our artificial intelligence data, to give us the timing. So uh, currently, the S&P 500, we need to see the 10-day under the 20-day with price under the 50-day. That we definitely have. <laughs> Earlier on today, 
the SPY was down 3.5%. It was down to the same level as it was, if you could believe, all the way back in July, June, July timeframe. It gave up six, seven months, eight months of gains within the span of a couple of weeks. By the way, by the way, if you guys are enjoying the lack of stress as a 10-minute stock trader, uh, go ahead and press number one in the chat and let me know because there are a lot of people who are freaking out right now and we're not. It's totally strategic. I saw a, uh, a Twitter poll the other day. Mark Minervini was running it and he was like, how bad is your portfolio hurting? Uh, super bad? Just a little bit? Or uh, not at all? And I was like, not at all. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of number ones on there. Brian says number one. Victor says number one. Uh, Luis says numero uno. Harrison says number one. Michael says number one. Yeah, exactly. There's no stress right now because there's a lot of people freaking out. All right. So we've established that the 10, which is the blue line, is under the black line. So the 10 is under the 20-day. Price is also under the 50-day. Price is below the 200-day. Yeah, this is getting wrecked right now. So this is very bearish posture from a moving average setup. Now, let's look at MMFI. MMFI is the breadth. When you click your breadth and you click your trend together, that tells you your market direction. Kavan says he hasn't traded since November 14th. Dude. If you were in any other trading room in the world, they'd be looking at you like, well, what are you wasting your time on? You should be in there and out of there all day, every day, right? But no, you're a 10-minute stock trader. You understand the importance of this. And uh, just so we're all on the same page here, I've traded twice, as you guys know. Both times was stopped out the very next day. That's totally how life goes as a trader. But one thing and the hardest thing as a trader is not taking risks that you shouldn't be taking. Like right now, people like want to be playing when they shouldn't be. So let's take a look at the MMFI. So we can see 18. Good gravy. That is a new 52-week low right now. 18%. So that means, let's do the math here. 100 minus 18, 82. Eight out of 10 stocks are bearish right now. You got your trend, you got your breadth, clicking those together, that tells you the direction the market's going. Right now, clearly the market is going down. Lastly, FinClub, our artificial intelligence data, does give us a big red light today, which makes a confluence of signals. So for our market trend, we're good to go. This would take us into a offensive day. Now, an offensive day is when all market conditions are lined up. You have to start at the top, with all market conditions. Once they're all lined up, today is an offensive day. So we'd be looking to add traders or add positions today. Next, we'll go to the charts. Now, the easiest way to get the chart data is to run the AI chart power scanner, uh, which I am doing right now. And um, basically, that's going to take all of our chart criteria, which looks like this. And it's all making sure it's all moving in the right direction. If that direction is up, or if that direction is down, we want to see everything moving in one way all at once. So as that runs, let's take a look here. We had six. Now, the reason we only have six right now, let's let this finish one more time. I just refreshed it just for fun. That's down to two. <laughs> the reason it's down to so few right now is look at this 
trading candle today. All right. Huge, huge wick. There are a lot of people buying up this dip today. Now in the second half of the day, one of, or a couple of the criteria in our charts is the 12 minute charts. Cause we don't want to be buying something when the dip buyers just got into town. In this case, in this case, we don't want to be buying when the dip buyers are coming into town because they may kick us out of a trade faster than we want to be. So there are just two that pass the charts. Not much. This morning, just so we're all clear, this morning, I ran this and there was over 100. Victor ran it this morning. There was over 100, wasn't there, Victor? Yeah, that's the difference when the dip buyers come in. I'll show you what a 12-minute chart looks like. Now, people ask me, what 12-minute? Where does that come from? So the, the day is broken down into, um, I think it's 630 minutes. Hang on. What's 65 times 6? Six? 65 times 6. 390 minutes. That's the number. The day is broken down to 390 minutes. Okay. If you ran hourly candles, that doesn't divide into 390. So you go to 65 minute candles divided by 65, make six. Okay. Six 65 minute candles. And then 65 divided by 12.5 is roughly five. So that gives us five candles per hour. And this is obviously rounding five candles per hour. And you can see here's a 12 minute chart. You can see that it is being bought up right now because it's being bought up right now. The end of the day trend, which is when we trade, is not in the bearish direction that we need. So there's only two. Now, I have traded both Duke and ES in the past. I know these guys. I know they're pretty good to trade. So let's go on to the next step, which is the relative strength. So this is where I want to spend a couple extra minutes today talking about how to calculate relative strength. So let's go ahead and drop both of these guys in our relative strength scanner. UK, ES. By the way, I did you guys a huge favor today. So in the 10-minute trading room members area, in the relative strength scanner, and Michael, this is for you as well, just so you know, you can access this Google spreadsheet here. You can get your own copy of it inside here, inside the trading room in the relative strength scanner section. So click this down on the relative strength scanner. And then as you guys know, I like to use a macro to transpose my values from horizontal to vertical. And I was talking to Victor this morning and I was like, oh, wait, why don't I just upload that? I am so sorry. <laughs> Sometimes the easiest things just escape me. So you now have access to that macro file. It'll look exactly like this. It's called scanning help. And then after you've copied it into your copy clipboard, right? So you would just go here, go clone watch list, copy. So control C to copy. Have to do anything else you don't even have to paste just click this button and it does all the pasting and everything for you hope that's okay hope you don't mind if i over deliver on that so yeah sorry i didn't do it sooner i should have <laughs> but there you go you got it now so we're looking at duke and es in our relative strength scanner this perfect okay so victor was having a hard time and i agree having a hard time understanding why the relative strength on the charts that are looking the worst right? The charts that have passed all our criteria, how can their relative strength be in the 200s, be in the 172 and growing? This is a chart of what the relative strength lines look like. So I was like, you know what? Let me spend a few minutes speaking on that today. For the relative strength, the way it is calculated, it's basically the, let me turn on a couple things here real quick. 
If you're familiar with trading at all, you've definitely heard of the RSI indicator. It's not anything I trade on. The RSI indicator tells you, as the trader, overbought and oversold conditions. But a smart trader, a 10-minute stock trader like us, realizes that there's some good data inside here. And you can compare the relative strength of Duke to the relative strength of SPY by using this value down here. Because now by relevant by relative strength, creating that relative strength value, you have an apples to apples comparison between any stock and the SPY. The way that you calculate that, so this is an oscillator, right? From zero to a hundred. The average gain divided by the average loss of your stock. So uh, in this case, for the example, I did a dollar for the average gain, $2 for the average loss, that comes to 50%. So the relative strength for this stock is 50% to itself. Then you do the exact same thing for the SPY. So the SPY is roughly 25% right now because the average gain in the last two weeks has been a dollar, where the average loss in the last two weeks has been $4. So that gives you about a 25%, okay? So now you divide the relative strength of the stock, the relative strength of the stock to itself, 50%. The relative strength of the SPY to itself, 25%. You can divide them by the other and come up with a value of 200. So even though the stock is not strong, it's the S&P that's having a much worse time right now. It's the market index that's having a worse time. So it's relative strength compared to the SPY. And this makes it so that you can do apples to apples relative strength comparison on every stock, every time, every day. That's the math behind it. Now there's one other piece to this, the relative strength delta. So if our values are at 200 today and 172 today, where were they? Is that 200 and going up or is that 172 and coming down? That's where the relative strength delta comes in. Remember, this is how fast it's traveling compared to the SPY. How fast is it traveling to the market? If it's at 100, they're both traveling the same speed. If it's at 200, that means um, one of the two scenarios is that the 200 is moving twice as fast or the S&P is falling twice as hard. One of those two is the case. And we know the case is that the S&P is falling twice as hard. So now, are these growing or shrinking? Well, it's exactly like if the relative strength is the speed you're traveling, the relative strength the delta is how hard you're mashing the gas pedal, okay? So we know that this is 210 and growing. This is 173 and growing, or 172 and growing. Because of that, that tells us both of these stocks relative to the SPY are very strong and getting stronger. So think of it this way. The SPY, the market, is getting weak and getting weaker. The SPY is weak and getting weaker compared to these. And as you know, we need to find the worst stocks out there when we're going to go short. We don't have that today. We just have two. Relative strength. Oh, let me let me explain the relative strength delta just one step further. So like I said, this is, is it growing or not? The way that we calculate this is the relative strength today. So let's say if today is 210, relative strength today. 
versus the relative strength over the last five days was 200. The average relative strength over the last five days. Then how much has it grown? 210 to 200. That shows us a 10%. 10% growth in the relative strength. So we know that these are getting stronger. In the chat, do me a favor, press two and send that over to me to make sure that you're understanding how we calculate relative strength. Because I have not ever really explained this. And so I really want to take the time today to explain it as well. Because this is what we're running into, right? We're having lots of stocks pass through all the way through the funnel to here, to the relative strength section, and then they're getting bumped. They're getting bumped because the SPY is so weak lately. The SPY is struggling so hard that it can't catch any sort of strength. So it makes everything else, which is also pretty crappy, look really good. All right, got lots of twos. Very good. Michael gets it. Isaac, hey, man. You didn't say hi earlier. You hurt my feelings. No, I'm just joking. I'm glad you're here, Isaac. Uh, Victor gets it, and Brian gets it. Okay, cool. That was my number one thing I want to cover today. Do we understand the relative strength? Yes or no? Sounds like you guys do. And it is so, so important. And it makes life really easy because now... Nima, hey man, don't worry about it. I'm glad you're here. Don't worry about it. Hey, don't forget, you can always, always, always watch the recordings. That way, if you've ever missed anything, you can go back and see exactly what you need to see. I, I did that for you guys. Um, and I, I've heard from several of the traders that you guys go back and watch the replays to make sure you capture all the details. So I'm really glad that that's working for you. So Nima, I was just talking about how we calculate relative strength. How are we making sure that we have an apples to apples comparison. Should add this video to the trading room. Kevon, I will do that. Make my note right now. And then I'll add this to the relative strength scanner section. Relative strength video. Okay, got it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, Kevon. I love you guys. You guys are awesome because um, as I say every time, I do this for you. I don't have to do this. I do this for you. And because I do this for you, I want to make sure you get the best possible experience possible. Uh, Nima, very cool. All right. So here's the thing. We don't have any more than two stocks that passed through to relative strength. And then at relative strength, both of those are showing to be very strong compared to the SPY. Because these are showing to be very strong compared to the SPY, we don't have anything to pass. So here's what's going to have to happen. The SPY is going to have to start showing some, some, well, let's do the math. It's going to have to start having larger gains than losses. And the easy way you guys will be able to see that is on the RSI. And this is actually, I meant to go down this rabbit hole a few minutes ago, but I forgot to. You can do a very, very quick and dirty on any stock. What is the relative strength? by taking today's RSI and then dividing it by the RSI of SPY. So the RSI of Duke right now is 43. RSI of SPY right now is 25. So 43 divided by 25, 172. 
our math shows uh, 210. So like I say, it's not perfect, but it is a quick and dirty for you to see is, and really, if you want to just do an apples to apples comparison, pull up any chart, pull up today's uh, SPY RSI and say, okay, is the SPY of the stock I want to trade greater or less than the SPY? Is the RSI of what I want to trade greater or less than the SPY's RSI? That right there will tell you if it is or isn't a very strong stock in relation to everything else. Uh, Luis says, could we play Duke to the upside? No, no way. Reason being is the trend is down. The, the, the market trend is down. The market trend is down. Duke's charts are down. We have crossovers. The price is below the 200 day. Make this bigger. Everything right now, this is a very bearish setup. The only issue is the relative strength to the SPY. And it's really cool because when the SPY sets up, when all the stocks are set up, when this works, you're going to see the best ones just rise to the top. And it's going to be really, really, really easy. Okay. Um, so no, we don't play Duke to the upside here. Brian says you shouldn't because the averages are not all pointing up. Very good, Brian. Yes. Which direction are the averages going? Right now they're going down a little bit sideways, but the price is under the 200 day. So that's a very bearish sign. But yeah, very, very good. Okay, guys, that was what I really want to cover today. I'm super, super, super glad that um, we had the chance to discuss all this because this this was a pretty deep topic, but I didn't want to let it go. I wanted to really explain it. Uh, I will take um, Kavan's suggestion and add it to the trading room. That way we all know. And um, I got two other things I want to talk to you about real, real quick before we go. Obviously, we're not making any trades today because nothing passed our criteria. That's the biggest thing to take away. Uh, next, uh, let's do our final thoughts. And then I have one extra thing. I mentioned it earlier on in today's trading room that the hardest thing to do is not mess yourself up. And that's kind of what Tom Canfield was talking about here. In case you didn't know, it is 100% okay to do absolutely nothing when the market's acting like this. In fact, for many of you, it's exactly what you should do. Trade when shit is easy. <laughs> exactly. Don't trade when shit is hard. You're not a damn mutual fund. You don't have to be involved. Simple. He's so right. You don't have to trade. We have the luxury of, as retail traders, of sitting out and waiting for the right opportunity. We are not Kathy Woods, who has to have X number of dollars put into every share that she can buy out there of every stock that's going to zero. We don't have to do that. We can wait until the setups are right, including the relative strength. Once that relative strength, once we, once the spy starts having its own strength, then the worst of the worst are going to start showing up really easy. All right. So the last thing that I want to talk about today is uh, we have a webinar this Friday. The way to get to that is by going to webinar.10minutestocktrader.com. That's not the right page. This is the right page. The insider secrets every struggling trader can use to finally get back on the right side of the market in only 60 seconds without trying and failing to predict the future. Now, this works 
even if you hate looking at charts and want to know exactly where the market is going. Daggum, quite a mouthful. I know I might have to tone that down, but exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. As I mentioned before, the plan for the webinars over the next several weeks is to go through step by step by step by step. So we are going to be talking about the market, right? Last webinar, we talked about the whole thing top to bottom. This webinar, we're going to focus on the market and tell you how to get on the right side of the market and why you need to follow these steps to get on the right side of the market. Isaac says, trade when shit is easy. Yeah, dude, for sure. Trading is so much like a video game. Once you know the rules, it gets really easy. And um, that's what you get inside the 10-minute trading room are the rules on how to make it easy. Uh, I can't guarantee that you'll make money, but I will guarantee you that this process will be so much easier than you ever thought it would be. So guys, thank you today for coming. Uh, make sure you go register for the webinar. And um, that's not the right button. This is the right button. Webinar at 10minstocktrader.com. And I'm thinking about doing another webinar challenge. Let me know if you guys liked the webinar challenge last time. The webinar challenge last time, for those who missed, was uh, I was going to give you a free t-shirt um, if you invited five of your friends and they showed up live. So we may do that. We may do, I'm, I'm not sure. You tell me. I would love to do it. I'd love to be Santa Claus and send you more t-shirts. Um, but if you enjoyed that, let me know. Otherwise, I will see you guys here tomorrow and um, have a fantastic afternoon. A 10-minute stock trader takes calculated risks, understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data, doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10-minute stock trader is smart. A 10-minute stock trader understands that they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. They build each other up. They use money as a tool and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. Welcome to the 10 minute trading room where we take the guesswork out of trading. Oh, well, hello. How are you today? Welcome to the 10 minute trading room. I am six days post-COVID diagnosis, and I'm I'm actually feeling okay. Today's the best day I've felt in a while. So I would love to say happy January 25th to you. What, what a special day, January 25th. If you are here, make sure you say hi. I would love to say hi to you. I got a handful of things to talk about today. In addition to looking at maybe putting on some trades, we will see. Of course, right now the market is absolutely bonkers. So as we have a plan for everything, we will have a plan for today. So guys, thank you. Brian is here. Hey, Brian, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to click this button and it should show comments as they pop up. Um, I don't know if it's going to work or not. I'm just trying it. We'll see how it goes. Um, okay, so I have a new webinar challenge for you guys this week. It does. Cool. Ah, it takes up a, a third of the screen, though. I don't want to lose all that much screen real estate. Okay, we'll turn that off for now. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Okay, I have a webinar challenge for you. I also have a new t-shirt vote that I want you to make. But 
I want to give a couple extra minutes to see if anybody else shows up. Also, this is pretty cool. I, uh, today I got all of the books all autographed. I got all the shipping labels printed out and I ordered some, uh, mailers, some, some specialty on brand mailers. So those should be here tomorrow. And, um, just so you guys know, I stuck a little something extra in here for you. Just a little bit of a thank you. Um, so everybody is going to get a handwritten little thing in there from me. Um, so yeah, so hopefully these will go out this week. Like I say, waiting for the mailers to get in. Um, Isaac is here. Wasabi to you, young kid. <laughs> That's what we say in my house. My My younger child. Uh, says that to my older child. He says, young kid. And uh, it drives the older one crazy. Oh, man, it's so funny to watch. Um, so, yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's go into the trading room. We'll talk about the other stuff that's going on on the other half. But let's talk about and see if there are any trades to put on out there. So, welcome to the 10-Minute Trading Room. This is how to trade in only 10 minutes a day, and this is exactly how we take the guesswork out of trading. So we're going to start at the top with the market. The market consists of the moving averages, the breadth, and then our artificial intelligence data. So let's see who and what is doing what and where. All right, so we have the market with the 10-day crossed below the 20-day, so the blue line under the black line and price being under the red line. So this is a bearish trend setup right here. Perfect. All right, now let's look at the breadth. Today's breadth is at 24%, meaning that 75, 76% of the market is in a bearish posture. Also a good sign. That has our market trend and our market breadth clicking together to show us the market direction, which is exactly what we want to see. Uh, Victor and Kavon are here. Kavon, warming up for you. Chuck Norris, da, 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 fist bump right back at you. You rock, man. Uh, Victor, he's got the dabs. I know he does, but it just shows elbow cough, elbow cough. <laughs> I don't know. Luis, buenos tardes a todos. Ah, bienvenidos, senor. All right, so... We have the market breadth and the market trend going in the direction we need. Let's look at Fin Club. We got a big red light. Perfect. That means we are moving on to the next step. This is a offensive day, what we want to see. So we move on to the next step, which is the charts. So the easiest, fastest way to do this, as I say every day, just to run our scanner real quick. And that confirms all of the moving averages are looking in the same direction. Oh, I'm glad we got a handful of people showing up now. Okay, okay, very good. We've got uh, Harrison just showed up. Hey, just made it, hello, glad you made it. We have four charts today, not too many. Um, oh, speaking of, before we go into the relative strength scanning, um, on Kavan's recommendation, I did put the new relative strength video in here that we went over yesterday um, where I explained exactly how the relative strength is calculated and how it works inside of our relative strength model. So thank you, Kavan, for that um, for that idea. And also just to uh, remind you guys, I did 
put the macro that transposes it into here as well. So you can download your copy of that too, just to make it easy on you. All right, so now we're gonna go into, we've already passed the charts, we know a few have passed. We're gonna go into our relative strength scanner. So we have only four charts. As we talked about yesterday, what we are seeing right now is the dip buyers come through. I'm gonna change this to a 12 minute chart. And um, you can see this was yesterday, this up move yesterday afternoon in the SPY. We're having the exact same thing again. Because we're having this, that's limiting the number of stocks that are actually showing to be weak at the end of the day. Uh, Michael made it. Hey, man, I'm glad you made it. I don't know how with your schedule that you're making it, but you are awesome. And Kavon with the thumbs up. Dude, you rock. All right, so let's take these four. I'm going to copy them by cloning a copy. I'm going to put them in my transpose file, which you now have as well. Put it over here. All you have to do is click that and it does it for you. And then we go into the relative strength scanner, edit, paste special values. It's only a handful right now. We have four. Now, if these are set up, it'll be a big yellow light right here that says set up for entry. None of these are. Now let's take a look. One of these looks like it should have been SPGI. We've got a very low relative strength and a relative strength delta that's negative. Okay, okay, why did this one not pass? So what I like to do when that happens, when I see that, hey, it might work, but why didn't it work? I like to just take two seconds here. I'll go into the data. I bet I know what it is. BG208, nope, BG208, come on. BG208, there it goes. Um. Okay, let's see. We've got a little bit of a discrepancy here. I'm trying to figure out why this one's not pulling through on the scanner as set up for um, set up for entry. Let's see. So, oh, AK, easy. That's true. This is just a bunch of true false equations here. Pardon me for a second while I review the data because this should have pulled through and I don't know why it didn't, but it'll tell us here in just a second. True, true, it is um, over a million shares traded. That was what I thought it would be. This is true, this is true, this is true. All of that should be, should be good. Why is SPGI? Uh, Luis says he's got DIS and WDC. Hmm. DIS, WDC. Thank you for that, Luis. I added them to our list here. Let's see what pulls up. Yeah, Disney pulls through. WDC pulls through. Hang on. Um, here. Disney has an issue, and I thought it would today, because uh, they have earnings. No, earnings are good. 12 minutes not pulling through on Disney. That means right now it's getting bought up by the dip buyers. Let's go back to here real quick. Yeah, it's actually pretty up a lot on the day. From the low to now, it's up like 4%. <laughs> 
And what was the other one? Uh, WDC. Same thing. We check our intraday. This is the only part of the intradays that we check to see if these are set up for anything to show us that there is dip buyers coming in. We don't want dip buyers in this case. If we're bullish, yeah, we need all the dip buyers. In this case, we're bearish. Let me go back to SPGI. This is fine. What is the deal? SPGI. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So this is why I have these checks and balances. Okay. So SPGI looks like it passed on our charts. And then inside the relative strength scanner, it's running all the chart criteria just one extra time. And there is a discrepancy. And now it is actually past our Keltner channel. So that's the difference in just a couple seconds. Now, why would I care about this Keltner channel? The Keltner channels give us an idea of what is too far, right? What is too oversold, too overbought. And in this case, it just right there clicked into it. So it does check all the boxes except that one right there. The Keltner channel is at 406.95. Really? 406.95 seems really low. Or 401.72. I read that wrong. 401.72. It's at 401.51. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Because this is on the edge, on the verge, I'll go ahead and I'll go through this process for you guys. It's not one I'm interested in putting on, but I'll go ahead and I'll do all the extra steps too. So we're going to proceed as if SPGI is good to go. So we'll go now to the back test. In the back test, we look for positive expectancy, number one, get my fingers right. And then we look for the best trend line, number two. And well, I don't know if this is going to be a positive back test. That's important to find out. All right, come on. Refresh. Ah, trend spiders give me blanks. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're getting a few more bearish charts pulling through right now. Let's, uh, hang on. Let me close this and reopen it again. That's technical difficulties. That's being live. All right. Hmm. All right. Oh, we got, hang on. We got more charts coming through. We're going to do this again. We got more charts coming through. Good. Once it finishes, we have 23. This lack of strategy tester concerns me. Clone watch list. That's, that will be the first time I've ever had an issue with Transpider like that. Uh, scanning help. All right, cool. Now we got another long list. Let's drop in our relative strength scanner. Let's see if anybody else pulls through. I'm gonna refresh. 
SPGI. Yeah, we just talked about that one. That's why it's not showing up there. What was that other one? There was Diz and um, Luis, you had WDC. Let's take a look at why those aren't set up. It shows, oh, that's right. It was the 12 minutes. Duh, totally forgot. Okay, but we're going to proceed with SPGI as if it were working. Go back to our strategy tester, which is not there. Oh, man. That's not good. That's that's a trend spider broke right there. Okay. Because things like this do happen. And this is actually a good, good opportunity to have a discussion like this. If you see something like this happen, number one, don't continue. You have the process in place. You have the process in place. If the process in place has any issue along the way, you can't test the data. You can't check and make sure that it's working correctly. Because of that, I would do the most conservative thing, which is I'm going to contact TrendSpider and say, what the hell are you guys doing over there? Give me this back right now. I don't know what's going on. Brian says he has NIO. Let's take a look at NIO. Uh, yeah, that one's set up too. Let's take a look. Why did it not pull through for me? That one seems fine. Why are you guys getting different results than I am? Brian, how did you get to NIO? I need to know so I can make sure something's off somewhere. Somewhere in the internets today, there's gremlins. Nothing. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, it's our Texas weather. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe so. Uh, yeah, NIO seems okay to me. It's set up on the charts correctly. I can, I'm can. i confirming that here. Clearly something is not working right. The old, uh, you entered the old sheet manually based on TB. Oh, okay you are using okay so yeah i'm gonna have to call it quits here i gotta figure out what's going on with my with my data today um this is an unreliable situation that i am not comfortable with putting on any trades but i do have several things i do want to talk about real quick i apologize i don't know what happened but obviously i'm not going to be making any money on this either uh so let's let's have a discussion real quick on friday's webinar the way to get to that if you haven't already is webinar.timinutestocktrader.com. Pulling that up on my other screen. I'm going to drag it over here. Ugh, there we go. Uh, the insider secrets every struggling trader can use to finally get back on the right side of the market in only 60 seconds without trying and failing to predict the future. Brian says technology happens. Yeah, sorry. This is unusual. Something's up for sure. It's uh, There's got to be something up in TrendSpider. Um, if you are getting a different result than I am, and then the strategy tester is not working right. They're doing something in TrendSpider that's not okay. We gotta we gotta resolve that. Okay, but you guys, I would love to invite you to this webinar Friday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. And I have another webinar challenge for you. Gavon won the webinar challenge last time. I would love if you could invite five of your friends to come. 
and I will be offering them a free bonus shirt and I will send you a free bonus shirt if you can get all five of your friends to come live. Now, here is where you get to vote. You tell me, do you like option A or option B better? Now, remember, this is going to be for you and all you gotta do is invite five of your friends to come watch the webinar live with us. And, you know, if they can just say hi, say, hey, Kavon sent me, hey, Brian sent me, hey, uh, Harrison sent me, something like that to let me know and keep track. So in the chat box right now, do me a favor, type in A or B with your favorite t-shirt. Brian says B. Give you guys just a second here. Luis says B, two for B so far. Michael, Harrison, uh, Kavon, Isaac, Brian. Oh, Brian already. Yeah, Brian already did. Come on, guys. Let me know what you think. Give you all just a few more seconds here. So far, B is ahead by two. I'll tell you my favorite. After you tell me yours. <laughs> Victor says B. Isaac says B. We, I think... I think we have a consensus here. I think B is going to be the winner. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, we've got Nima. Hey, man, I didn't know you were here. Nima says B as well. Okay, B, B it is. B for the win. All right, so B is going to be our winner. I actually like A better. This is why I let you guys choose, because I would have chosen the other one. Um, you know, because I think you guys all deserve to be CEOs of your portfolio. That's why. But awesome. Okay, so B will be the winner. I might even delete that. So on Friday, try and get five of your friends to come. If you can get five of your friends to come and just say hi, I will send you this t-shirt absolutely free. Kavon says B. And Kavon got the winner last time. So hopefully he can win again. And I, I challenge everybody to do the same. Okay, so as you know, as you saw, the I have having some issues with TrendSpider. I need to go talk to them and figure out exactly what's going on and get this resolved ASAP. Uh, I appreciate your your uh, patience today. This was highly unexpected and highly unusual um, and uh, not okay with that. So, okay, guys, thank you so much for coming today. Make sure to register and uh, also encourage your friends to come for Friday's webinar. And um, I will see you here tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. A 10 minute stock trader takes calculated risks understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data, doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10-minute stock trader is smart. A 10-minute stock trader understands that they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. They build each other up. They use money as a tool, and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. Welcome to the 10 Minute Trading Room, where we take the guesswork out of trading. Well, 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 how are you guys doing today? Um, there is a lot going on. We, I, I'm about 85% confident we're going to be putting on trades today. So I will not try to delay. I want to get a lot done today. 
Gavon, you are here. I'm going to give you the fist bump with the one and the fist bump with the two and the Chuck Norris. And thank you, man. You rock. Brian, you are here as well. All right, guys. Uh, I ran everything earlier today. Um, and I did go through the relative strength scanner yesterday and I did make some changes. So I need you today to go download a new copy. Just go into the trading room and then click this. It's going to be the exact same link that was there before, but you're just going to need to make an update. So once you do that, you'll be back in business with the latest and the greatest. And boy, am I ready. Victor's here with the elbow cough. I know it's a dab. I know it is, but for some reason it says elbow cough. All right, guys, um, let's get busy. So first things first, let's go through our process here. Um, by the way, don't forget Friday. Oh, I do have uh, two announcements real quick. One, tomorrow I need to start at exactly, uh, what time would I be in Eastern time? Uh, I, it's one o'clock exactly my time, which would be two o'clock exactly um, Eastern time. So an hour early tomorrow and a little bit of change. Uh, my kids have doctor's appointments right during this time. I was like, is there any other way I can get around this? And they're like, no, this is the only appointment we got. So I have to take this appointment. This is part of trading. And because of that, we have a plan. I'm just going to move the trading room up an hour. I will also send, our, I just scheduled it right now, the text message for tomorrow. Uh, we'll go out early just to remind you, but we will be meeting one hour early tomorrow. Uh, second, Friday, I also have a conflict during our webinar time. Um, because I have a conflict at our webinar time, I'm going to move it up just 30 minutes. Now, Isaac, I see you're here. And um, I know that that means it's going to be like 2.30 in the morning for you. Uh, but we're going to have the same webinar. Everything's the same. We're just moving it up 30 minutes uh, because I actually have to go to a doctor's appointment at that time and I can't get out of it. So I am doing my very best. And that's what's cool about being a trader, right? We can be flexible, right? We don't have a nine to five to clock in here. My nine to five is making sure I take care of you guys. So with that being said, those are the two things I need to tell you about. For, uh, tomorrow will be early. Friday's webinar will be early. The webinar, uh, the, the trading room Friday should still be the same time. So we're good. Um, lastly, don't forget about the webinar challenge. I will send you and want to send you this shirt 100% free to you, costing me money out of my pocket to take care of you. I want to do that. So just have five of your friends who are also interested in trading show up, take the webinar with us live on Friday. That's my only request. And the shirt is yours. All right, let's get busy. Enough talk. Um, this is the 10-minute trading room, and this is how to trade in only 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. Now, let's go through the market. And I am talking and moving quick on purpose because I think we're going to have a lot to do today. The market, we need to see the price. We need to see the 10-day under the 20-day with price under the 50-day. By the way, our backtest on the SPY using our backtest criteria does uh, yield positive returns. Um, this was where things broke yesterday on TrendSpider. They got me fixed. Thank God. I was a little bit worried about that, but we're up and running. And I was so surprised to see that our backtest actually yielded a positive result on the market. That was highly unexpected. But with that said, um, we do have the 10 under the 20. Price is under the 50. Our uh, market trend is in place. We are moving south, as you know. Second, MMFI. What does the breadth look like? 
the breadth continues to be exactly what we need. It is up today, but it's still below 50%. And that means 75% of the market is bearish. Exactly what we need. Perfect. So lastly, Fin Club, we did get a big old red day. I was looking forward to that. I thought we would, I, would, I really thought based on the uh, open price this morning being up as much as it was, we were going to have a green day. No, we're good. That's why I'm excited. With all that said, that means today is an offensive day. Let's get busy. Next, we need to go to the charts. The easiest way to do that is to run the uh, bearish power scanner, which I did a minute ago. I got 100 results. My plan max is out at 100. I wish I could do more, but that's my max. Um, We just hit 100 again. Oh, yeah. Clone the watch list. This is going to be great today. I'm very, very, very excited. I think we're going to have a lot to put on. Transpose it. Go to our relative strength scanner. Make sure you download a new version. Edit, pay special values. One of the things you'll notice in the new version is I've now unlocked this area. So you can change the uh, signal line from the 10 to anything. If I change it, I only do 10 or 5 because I only trade on the 10 or the 5. I need strong trends. What's it going to show? I have no idea. Uh, it's still up. There we got. We got one. We got ice. Any others? Okay, ice is our first candidate. Let's save that over here. Are you guys as excited as I am? Finally, there you go. It's been too long. All right. Uh, next, let's get our second group. Copy. Bit paste values. Let's see what comes through here. Uh, Kevon says, did you make changes to the screener? Yes, I did. Kevon, that best way and easiest way for you to go and get a new version of that is to just go inside the trading room and then click this button. It'll look exactly like this and then make a copy to your account. Thank you very much for asking. Brian's excited. Do me too. Pulling through, pulling through. What's it going to be? Anybody on the second group? Uh, nobody in the second group. That's okay. Let's go to the third group. Edit. Pay special values. By the way, one of the main reasons we have the relative strength scanner it not only tells us what to focus on, but now we can compare apples to apples. And let's say if we had 25 that lit up, like this morning, there were a lot lit up. Focus on the lowest relative strength in this case, since we're going short. Who's going to come through? Nobody? Just one? Okay, let's do this. I want to refresh this scanner because I feel like feel like I want some more. I just want to run it one more time. Isaac is pumped. I know there's energy on the days we on uh dude, did you see how fast that pulled through? By the way, Brian, yesterday you mentioned Neo NIO. I was like, why did this not pull through? That's not in the S&P 500. Because it's not in the S&P S and P 500. It did not show up here in my um power scanner. Because I only look at the the 500 stocks there, you can look at the world of stocks, but that one is not included 
Um, and I like that because it does give me the most biggest, liquidest stocks out there. All right, we're going to run this just one more time to see if anything else changed. Oh, my my pleasure, Brian. Uh, I was very concerned. I was like, why did Neo not pull through for me? But that was why. I was like, is this not an S&P 500? Oh, okay. Oh, there it is. All right, we're going to paste these again just to see if anything else pulls through. Come on, baby. Now, as that calculates, let's talk real quick. Um, the relative strength, remember, the way that that's calculated is the average gain divided by the average loss. That's for the stock. And then we compare it to the exact same calculation of the SPY. We divide one by the other. And that will give us the relative strength of everything compared to each other. Apples to apples comparison. Uh, let me refresh this. Nobody is pulling through in this group. What's up with DLR? Hang on. I want to check on my data real quick. DLR AC1678. AC. Seconds here. Why did this not pull through? Hang on. Double checking my data here. True. 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 False. Okay. E is less than V. What is that? E is less than V. 147 is less than... Oh, okay. It, it's below its Keltner channel right now. That's what it was. Okay. Looks like everyone's buying the dip. No. No. I will not have that today. All right. Uh, so DLR is... Oh, and just so you guys can see DLR. Yeah, it's below its Keltner channel right now. That's why I didn't pull through here. All right. Let's for the second list one last time. Edit pay special values. I don't know, man. Spy's looking real, real weak today. Powell said uh, inflation's gotten worse. We don't trade on the news. Obviously, we trade on price. Price is what pays. But news is how they try and justify that. Come on. Faster, faster. Okay. Let's go to the last one. It may have to do with the spy. Remember, we're comparing us to the spy. We're comparing our results to the spy. 
This morning, GE was the one that I saw that passed everything. Like, GE was a go to put on this morning. I want to see what it says right now. Obviously, I didn't put it on because that's not how we trade. It's still set up. Let's take a look at GE. More than likely, that didn't pull through because it limited to 100. So that leaves us with two. That's why we do what we do, because it gives us the opportunity to take what could have been 500 stocks to choose from, get it down to two. Now, let's do our strategy test. Obviously, I've traded this one in the past. Let's remove, yeah, of course. Okay, strategy test. This is on ICE, ICE, our 10-day criteria run. Nope, we would skip this. We would skip this because it gives us a negative back test. I like to mark these with a red. Next, let's look at GE. Still set up over here. I know that this is going to pass. It was 31% and 41%. So here's what's up. We're going to put on a trade in GE. I can nearly guarantee you that right now. Um, the 10-day had a 31% return. The five-day had a 41% return. Which is, which are you going to pick? Stalling. Okay. Obviously, we're going to go with the five-day. And I did the math on this earlier. Check it out. So the current, like I said, I was eyeballing GE this morning. It just happened to look beautiful right now. All right. So this is the current position, 8871. I make this as big as I can. Nima says five. Excellent, sir. 8871 is our uh, entry that we are looking at here. To add to, I don't know why that just went away, but to add to it, we would need to see 8526 and 81. 48. So 8526. 85.26. 81.48. These would be our two points where we would add. So going back to our process here, when we run the back test, we want to make sure that we have the positive expectancy with the best trend line, which we have. Next, we will need to make sure that it exceeds both the second and third buy points, which as you can see, thankfully the projection uh, does show today and it is there. Now, the last thing is our stop loss point. Where in the world would we have our stop loss point? That's at one half ATR. That keeps our risk really tight. That would be at 90.38. So that's where our stop loss point is. We're going to give it a little bit of room to breathe and uh, hopefully we can make some money on that. Now, let's go to. Our next step, which is liquidity. Oh, I think my Alexa just talked to me. <laughs> I don't know why. That was weird. Uh, we need to see 21 days to expiration and 250 plus open interest. Let's go to Tastyworks. Go to GE. So 23 days to expiration is just fine on February 18th. We're going to look at the puts. Go to open interest. Refresh this button. So as you can see, lots and lots and lots of open interest, which is great. So basically everything above here. 
So any of these are okay from a liquidity standpoint. Next, we need to see less than 50% bid ask spread, which practically all of these are, so that's fine. And then we go to extrinsic value, the last component here. We need to see 20% or less extrinsic value. So we're going to have to do just a smidge of math. So the one I'm highlighted on, 87 divided by 740 is 11%. That's fine. Or we could go with 116 divided by 665. So I'm taking the extrinsic value and I'm dividing by the ask price as if we were to buy it outright. Um, so that's 17%. And then this last one, 155 divided by 605 gives us 25%. So ideally, I'm going to go with this guy. The 94 strike. February 18th on GE. Let's just see if I can get filled. Filled right away. All right. That's it. We hadn't traded in a hot minute. Oh, cool. All right. Victor says, could you please do the liquidity calculation without the options? For the liquidity calculation as well, could you please... Do the liquidity calculation without the options. Um, for liquidity without options, I just need to see a million shares traded. That's not going to be an issue with GE. GE is a huge company. Um, yeah. I, where did we get filled at? Um, I don't know if that's a fill price anywhere. Let's just go look over here real quick. We got filled at 644. All right, so the price is 644. Cool. Hey, since we got a minute, let's see if there's any others. Let's run our scanner again. Let's run our scanner one last time, see if anybody else pops out. By the way, I will be on Benzinga. The plan is to go an hour today uh, with Money Mitch. Uh, that will be at the top of the hour right now. Okay, we still got 100 charts out there. Clone the watch list. Let's see if anybody else throws up this time. Throws up. Shows up this time. Let's see. Let's see if there's any others that come through. Um, go back to relative string scanner. Edit. Pay special values. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe somebody decided to show back up. Victor says... I mean, like buying stocks because I currently can't do options trading on my broker. Are you talking about the, um, uh, what is the word I'm thinking of? The uh, position sizing? Could be, could be. Victor, inside of the uh, relative strength scanner, if you just type in GE and then your account balance and all this other stuff over here, it'll tell you the share size that would be appropriate. And if I didn't answer your question correctly, I'm sorry, man. Uh, okay, so nobody on the first blush. Let's go with the second. Yep, pay special values. Ah, awesome. Thanks. You're welcome, man. I always got you guys. No matter what you need, you just let me know. 
And if you guys run across any that do set up, oh, we got another one. If you guys run into any that set up, let me know because I want to check those out too. L I N. Let's go to L I N real quick. Run our back test. It went away. I don't know why it went away, but we thought it was good. Let's do the last bit while that's running. Edit paid special values. You see how fast we can trade. Once we got the process in place, boom, boom, boom. Okay, so this one does return a negative back test because of that. We're not going to trade it short. No problem. Another strength scanner. One last time. See what it comes out with. I think that's going to be all of it. There's some that are coming in close, like FTV. Um, see uh fz or fiserv and verizon the only issue is well we can take a look at verizon let's take a look at verizon does it's back test no it's back test didn't come through what about fiserv f-i-s-v back test no isn't it great right when you've got all this data at your fingertips you can feel confident in the trade that you make there was no guesswork in this today as you saw we found one that passed everything. We even tried to, to sneak a couple extra in, and just one guy is passing right now, which is cool. Um, let's go back to GE. I'm going to mark it on my list. Star. Benzinga. That's already on Benzinga list. No, it's not. Here, here, there we go. Okay. Brian says, is the back to scanner current in the system? Uh, the back to scan. Oh, oh, you mean the, uh, the, the criteria? It should be. Yeah. I just took a screenshot of this the other day. I asked because my scanner rules are not yielding the same as yours for GE and ice would have led me to different decisions. Hmm. Double check your uh, it. Double check that you've got the um, the versions right here. I don't I, I don't think that anything's changed since I made these here, but double check. Brian says I'll need to make a purchase. The only reason I do that is because it is just that simple, right? That simple. I'm basically doing it for you. Otherwise, you can take our criteria and um, where's it at? here and then plug it in yourself. That's the only reason I do it. I mean, basically, I'm doing all the work for you on that one. Uh, but yeah, that that's the only difference. Um, but yeah, I think you're good on that regard. So keep in mind, we are going to let these breathe a little bit. So there's a chance by the end of the day, it may show a small loss or anything like that. But keep in mind, keep 100% in mind, as these move, we will be moving down our stop every day, okay? So the most risk we take is today. The most risk we take is at inception. Every day after this point, our risk comes tighter and tighter and tighter. Imagine the um, five-day moving average, okay? I'll draw it out for you. Imagine the five-day moving average moving down like this. So every day, our risk gets tighter and tighter 
and tighter. So at some point, there shouldn't be any risk if this trade is profitable. Okay, we covered a lot. So I hope this was fun today. I know it was for me. A uh, couple uh, housekeeping things real quick. Tomorrow, remember, we will be on earlier. I will send a text message earlier on in the day, just as a reminder. Friday, the webinar will be live, and um, it will just be 30 minutes earlier. I would love it if you could send your friends over. The easiest way to get there is by typing in webinar. 10minutestocktrader.com. This link. You can send your friends there and then have them come live so I can send you this awesome free shirt that you guys voted on. All right, let's go to our final thoughts of the day. Well, that sure was fun. If the market decides you're wrong and hands you a loss, I want you to take that loss with aplomb. Stay calm and be nice to yourself. I want you to remember that trading is like a game. Where have you heard that before? It's nothing personal. It's just a game. By the way, I 100% Googled what is aplomb because it's the first time I ever heard it. And it means self-confidence or assurance, especially in a demanding situation. I was like, oh, that is like the appropriate word. If the market decides you're wrong and hands you a loss, take that loss with self-confidence and reassurance in yourself. Stay calm and be nice to yourself. I want you to remember that trading is like a game. It's nothing personal. It is just a game. It is just like playing Mario, right? just exactly a game it's not personal it feels personal because it's about money but it's not personal at all lastly as the rules go of the game you keep your losses small by the way let's do this real quick this is one of my favorite things in trendspider if you click this button here it will show you your loss versus your win like as a risk reward if I can get this set up correct. There we go. So this has a five to one risk reward. We're risking one. The data shows that we could potentially make five or more. That's a pretty sweet deal, right? Luis says, Victor, do you have Robin Hood? If so, email them. Victor being in, uh, uh, Victor's in Peru. And because of that, his options are limited to the kind of broker he has. But maybe, maybe Luis is right. Maybe Robinhood does work for you there. You know what? This was so much fun today. I love having this community with you guys, being able to trade as a team. This is amazing. You guys rock. Let's hope for the best with GE. And if it doesn't work, we have a plan. No matter what, there's no stress in trading at all. Always remember that. No matter what, there is no stress in trading. Thank you guys for coming to today's trading room. If you can make it, come head on over to Benzinga here at the top of the hour. I will shoot you an email in just a moment with all the details of this trade. And I will, uh, I'll see you here tomorrow. Oh, wait, I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. A 10-minute stock trader takes calculated risks, understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data, doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, 
doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10-minute stock trader is smart. A 10-minute stock trader understands that they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. They build each other up. They use money as a tool, and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. Welcome to the 10 Minute Trading Room, where we take the guesswork out of trading. Well, happy January 27th to you today, traders. I am so grateful that you are here. We are early today, as you know, but that is the best part about being a trader is flexibility. Because you know what? We don't have to clock in on 95. We don't have a boss we got to worry about. We are 10 minute traders and 10 minute trading is a lifestyle. 10 minute trading is all about living your best life and trading only 10 minutes a day. So if you are here, make sure to say hi. Andrew says, afternoon, everyone. And hope you're feeling all right, Chris. Dude, I got to tell you, um, Money Mitch yesterday on uh, Benzinga, he and I were talking. He's having a similar issue uh, post-COVID like I am with the, uh, the just very uncomfortable nose. And he was telling me um, that he's just like hugging a humidifier. And so I was like, that's brilliant. So I sat under one last night with it streaming at my face. I got one going over there. And that is already making a huge difference. I appreciate that, Andrew. Donna says, good morning. Well, good morning to you, Donna. I'm glad you made it live. Speaking of live, I don't know how this transitions to speaking of live, but you guys remember the secret investing book I've been teasing for a long time? Well, Santa has got a whole sack. Go to the post office here in a little bit. They are autographed and on their way to you. So I am super, super, super excited about that. I love playing Santa Claus. It is so much fun to me to just give everything I can to you guys. Speaking of giving everything I can to you guys, let's talk about the market. Let's first go into our market analysis. So the market is like choppy chopson today, up a lot and down a lot. But you know what? Us as 10-minute stock traders, we ain't phased. We know exactly what we're going to do. Click my lines on here so we can talk about them. We know exactly what we're going to do because we have a very systematized process. We start with the market and work our way down. The S&P moving average. We need to see the 10-day under the 20-day with price under the 50-day in order for our trades to be set up the way that we need to see them. And what do we see? We see the 10-day, which is the blue line, under the black line, under the red line. So therefore... This is a very bearish posture. Perfect. What we want to see. Next, MMFI, the percent of stocks over their 50-day average. How does that look? 20%. I had this discussion yesterday um, over on Benzinga, and somebody said, wow, that's a really good analogy, Chris. And I was like, listen, if you have five players on a basketball team, four of them are sitting on the bench, 80% are sitting on the bench, do you think, do you really think that you're going to win the game? The answer is definitely, absolutely not. No way. That's what the market is having 
right now is 80% of the stocks in the S&P 500 are sitting on the bench. So therefore, would you want to go long? Absolutely not. So we have our market trend and our market breadth clicked together. That tells us the market direction. Now that, the last piece of this puzzle is our market timing with FinClub. Today's a green day. Mer. <laughs> but that's okay. That's all part of the game. As you know, it helps keep us out of trouble. That's how I look at it. Now, when we do not have everything lined up, but we are already in the market, that makes today, I'm trying to highlight here, that makes today a defensive day. We are already in the market, but we will not be adding new positions. So because we're already in the market, let's talk about that. All right, so we have one trade on in GE. Maybe you followed this, maybe you didn't, but this GE trade, it's got a small winner right now. It's not much of anything, but let's look at our setup here, right? We need to see the price of the stock stay below this orange line. This orange line is one half ATR from our entry point. Okay, remember, you can get in anywhere. We're going to use up uh, in the up direction for this example. You can get anywhere in from $5 to $100 as long as you know how much risk you're going to take. You can get in at 67, you can get in at 27. You can get in anywhere in between there, but you have to determine your risk ahead of time. That's what we have here. So the way that we are going to be approaching this is following the five-day exponential moving average, which is the gray line. And then our uh, stop loss is the orange line. And when this crosses over, when the gray line crosses over the orange line, we will just be looking at the gray line. But until then, we've got a little risk on the table. We don't know where it's going to go, but we do know one thing. Our risk in the trade is very small and our profits are open-ended, unlimited right now. So there's nothing to do on this trade. We're not going to be adding. We would only add if it goes below this point. So nothing to do. Looks great. So because today is a defensive day, we will not add anything and we are not going to be taking off our trade. So that's kind of the end of the trading for today, right? 10-minute stock trading is not about finding all kinds of things to do. No, the 10-minute stock trading is about following exactly your process so that you can go live the life you want to live. And that that's kind of everything for today. Uh, the trades are fine. There's nothing to do. Let's do talk real quick about tomorrow's webinar. If you aren't already registered, I would love if you would do that and then send it off to your friends. I've got this now on the 10-Minute Stock Trader homepage, this big yellow banner right here. Just send them that link, 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Make sure they register because I want to send you, I want to send you a new t-shirt on the house. I will pay for it. I'll be Santa Claus if you don't mind. Get five of your friends to show up live. Come interact with us and I will send you our own very, our very own bull market t-shirt. Uh, Andrew says, what's the SL at? Um, I don't know what you mean by SL. The PL? No. Uh, stop loss. Oh, stop loss. Okay, okay, okay. The stop loss is set at one half ATR from our entry point. For me, that was at $90.38. So $90.38 is the stop loss on here. And of course, every day that goes by, we want to bring that down. 
yeah, man, sometimes I'm thick. I'm thinking Mercedes SL, and I'm like, what is the SL at? I'm not sure what he's talking about, but yeah, we're good here. All right, so that's everything to cover today. Let's go to our final thoughts. Ooh, I love this one. Love this one, love this one, love this one. Love this one a million. Brian, you made it. Hey, man, I sent you a super secret email. I don't know if you got that, but go check your emails if you didn't already. Andrew says, LOL. All right. I love this one so much. You have no idea. The number one reason that traders fail, they trade their emotions instead of trading their systems. The best gift I can give you throughout today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, the rest of your life is to number one, trade only with a system. And it's so hard for people because they don't want to relinquish the thought of, hey, maybe I know better than the market. Maybe I can do things on my own. I don't need a system. Maybe I'm smarter than 99% of the other traders out there. Or they could systematize everything. They could make everything they do a step by step by step by step process. These are the rules. Rules are boring, but rules make you money. That That's one of my quotes now, man. Rules are boring, but rules make you money. So guys, thank you so much for coming today. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow morning for the webinar. You guys already know this, but you know what? It's education time on the webinars, execution time in the trading room. This is where I'm going to explain the whole thing, how we avoided the bear market. As you know, you watched, you watched the bear market fall apart and you watched a lot of people have trouble with it. Not us. <laughs> Stress-free trading right here. Isaac says, thank you. And before we go, glad you guys all could make it live again. Thank you for being flexible with me. As 10-Minute Stock Traders, we can be flexible. I just had to say one last time, I'm so excited because after we go to the doctor, Santa Claus is on his way. Look forward to that. I got a big old bag of goodies for you guys right there. You guys have a fantastic afternoon. Talk later. See you in the morning. Don't forget, see you in the morning. Wear your t-shirt. See you then. A 10-Minute Stock Trader takes calculated risks. Understands that the treasure lies in knowing the data doesn't guess at trading, follows their plan, doesn't blame others, takes responsibility, and knows why the market works. A 10-minute stock trader is smart. A 10-minute stock trader understands that they can make the world a better place. They spread joy to others. They follow their dreams. They build each other up. They use money as a tool, and they spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. Welcome to the 10-Minute Trading Room, where we take the guesswork out of trading. Hello there, my favorite best friends in the world. Hello, my 10-Minute Stock Traders. How are you? Happy Friday afternoon. Happy January 28th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. I really hope you had the opportunity to watch this morning's webinar live, we covered a lot. I got a really, I, I got a lot of really good feedback with the um, interactiveness um, 
with the uh, somebody called it a, a mini game where basically we were, you know, going through chart by chart by chart saying number one, if it's bullish, number two, if it's bearish. I got a lot of really good feedback on that. Harrison is here. Hello, Harrison. I am glad to see that you are doing great. Uh, Andrew, happy Friday to you. I'll tell you this morning, it was a great webinar. I'm really, really glad that we were able to do that. If you, I know Andrew was there. I don't know, Harrison, if you were, um, but you know what? This weekend, get a chance to, uh, to, to watch it. It was really, really good. All right. So let's get right into today's plans. Let's first go through our market analysis. By the way, I should say, welcome to the 10 minute trading room. This is how we trade in only 10 minutes per day and exactly how we take the guesswork out of trading. Uh, Victor says, hello, hello, hello. Speaking of Victor, dude, I went and email or not email, but actual mailed. Uh, you know, I mentioned this uh, earlier. I mailed the rest of the secret investing books to you guys today. So they're all autographed. They're all in the mail at this point. And holy moly the the shipping charges international i was not ready for this it cost me about three bucks to just mail right but then you know i gotta factor in the uh the packaging the book the everything else right just mail to get it out there was about three bucks domestically internationally first i went to the u.s post office and it was like 30 bucks each for uh international mail. So like 10 times as much. And I was like, oh, so I went over to FedEx. FedEx to our Canadian 10 minute stock traders was about the same. But to you, Victor and Peru, I'm not joking. I It was $178 to mail the book to you, right? Just, just the book, nothing else. Just a book in a package it was $178 on FedEx. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I actually told the girl, it's like, you you click the wrong button. Go back, try again. So I was like, okay, well, I guess the, the $30 at the U.S. Postal Service was a good deal. Yeah, absolutely nuts. Isaac, it costs less money to send that book to Alaska than it does just south of the border to Peru. Crazy. Hey, man, glad you made it. Isaac. Dude, you came so early this morning. I'm really proud of you. I appreciate that, Victor. It's my duty to be the best Santa Claus. I'm so glad that I can do that for you guys. It makes me, it gives me like joy in my heart. As I say, I do this for you, right? I don't have to do this. It is so fun for me to share my passion on a daily basis with people with like-minded, smart, 10-minute stock traders like you, right? We're a team. We're all a team. I'm a coach and you guys are the linebackers is how I think about it. And so I'm so grateful to be able to do this with you guys. Okay, okay, okay. Enough chitter chatter. Let's get to exactly how we trade. Now, we start at the top by looking at the market. And in the market, we look at three things. We look at the moving averages to find our trend. We look at the MMFI to find our breadth. And then we look at Fin Club to find our timing. So let's do that real quick. We have the blue line under the black line and price under the, the 50 line, the red line there. That still says we are in a bearish posture. Okay, looking good. Now, what does the MMFI say? Holy moly, 19%. That's a new 52-week low, 19%. 
don't let's not pay attention for the fact that the market's up 1.4% today and we're hitting new 52 week lows on the breadth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is by far a short squeeze right now, unfortunately for us. And then next is a red fin club day. Now you click all of those together. You got your market trend. You got your market breadth. You click those together. That's your market direction. And we have our market timing all set up. What does that make? If you were on the webinar today, you'll know that it is a offensive day. Now with offensive days, we start with existing positions. So will we add to our winner? I don't know. Let's go take a look here. Okay. So we're in GE, and actually, I think we're going to be taking this guy off today. Now, as you can see, GE is actually drifting sideways over the last couple of days, but it has crested over our stop loss point. Now, you can do one of two things, right? You can either sit and say, oh, maybe it'll come back tomorrow. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe I'll sell this and get out when it's uh, back to break even. Or, or. You can be smart with your risk and you can say, you know what? My plan, my unbreakable trading plan that I wrote down before I ever entered the trade was that if it goes back against me, half an ATR, I'm going to go ahead and get out. We can get in anywhere between $100 and $5 that whole way down. But if it starts to go the other way, we have to know our exit point will be. And that will be my exit point today. The only thing that's going to change this is if in the next 20 minutes while we're talking, if this decides to come back down, that's the only way I'm going to change my status here. But in the meantime, let's do go through since it is an offensive day and let's look at the charts. Let's do it. Let's run our power scanner. Refresh, take a drink of water. And let's see what pulls two. Do that one more time. Like I say, the market is up today. So there are dip buyers coming through. These are all cruise lines. Carnival Cruise Line, Norwegian Cruise Line, Royal Caribbean. What's IFF? International Flavors and Freight. I have no idea what IFF is. Well, that's interesting. Cruise lines are getting moitered today. Okay, let's clone these guys. Copy. We've ran our charts. Now let's do our relative strength scanner here. Now the objective here is to see how it's working, how it compares to the S&P 500. Scanner here. Got on my other screen. Pop it in. Okay, go to our relative strength scanner. Edit. Pay special values. Now, what you saw there was from earlier today. I just checked on those a handful of minutes ago, and their 12 minutes are crossed up, meaning dip buyers are coming in at the end of the day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's excited? It's an offensive day, and we have four. We have four guys all set up. We've got RC, RCL, IFF, CLF, and NL, NCLH. All right. Now, Perfect. Let's go to each one of these and back test them. That's the next step. You know, we went weeks and weeks and weeks without finding anything. And now, finally, 
We're getting stuff coming in. Now, the objective with the backtest is to find the best positive expectancy with the best trend line, and then to make sure that it will exceed our second and third buy points. Now, we're going to go through all of this, so you're not going to be left out in the cold. All right, so let's go step by step here. And, oh, I need to move these. I need to put them on a different list. Give me a second here. Edit. There they are. Okay, save. Stop this. Refresh that again. <sighs> All right. There they are. We're missing one. We're missing RCL. Okay, that's fine. We'll do them one at a time. um go away i don't want that red okay rcl first uh okay it's closing off its 12 minute bar right there for the last minute that's kind of changing its mind but that's okay let's go ahead and run our back test anyway see what it says so strategy test and then i'm gonna run the 10 day i always do 10 day first run okay negative 31 percent RCL. So I'm going to mark that one red because we're not going to come back to that one. We know that our back test going short on this will result in a negative return. We don't want to do that. Let's go to IFF. Okay. Again, negative 38%. I'm not going to put on a trade that I have a negative expectancy on. Okay. That violates our rules. That's a positive expectancy we need to see. Next, let's go to NCLH. Norwegian cruise line, Norwegian cruise lines, negative 36%. Okay. Finally, Carnival cruise lines, negative 13%. Okay. If you guys see something different, let me know. But what this just told me is that everything that pulled through on our bearish scanner that still passed our relative strength, the back test, which really could be one of the most important things we do to make sure that our trade is set up to make sure that historically, this is a winning strategy. All returned negative expectancy. Okay, remember, we go through each step. At some point, something will fall all the way through. But if we get knocked out on one of these points, we have to respect our rules. Let's go ahead and refresh one more time on this bearish chart power scanner to see if anything else pulls through. We got MDT, that one also negative back test. You know what? That is okay. That's part of trading. That's part of following your rules, knowing how and where and what to put on trades. So it doesn't look like we're going to get anything on today's offensive day. Let's do take a look because I know you're thinking about it. Recently viewed. Yeah, I'll check out FFIV. Why not? Victor, thank you for that. Positive return. The only issue is on the 12-minute chart. This is actually where I wanted to go, was on the 12-minute charts to talk about that. So you can use any intraday time frame. I just like 12 minutes. You can do 10, 6, 15, 30. I don't care. The point is looking at, hey, if this is today's candles, which direction is it going? Well, at first it went down, and now at the end of the day, it's going back up. Now, obviously, we don't trade intraday, but remember our training on trend following, okay? We, oh, stop, stop, stop. 
remove. We have these crossovers here. These crossovers tell us at the end of the day, there are dip buyers coming through. The low is at 194, it's up to 197 and going up. Yes, exactly, Victor, up right now. Now that's okay. We just wanna see the congruency between our daily timeframes and our intraday timeframes showing us, hey, the end of the day, when the hedge funds, when the institutions are coming in, when the big money is coming to play, which is right now, what direction is it going? That is key and critical and crucial and why we have the intraday. And it's only at the end of the day. That's all we care about. Right now, there are institutions, family offices, hedge funds, whatever, coming in at the end of today and buying things up. That's okay. That's part of the game. Right? You look at SPY. Let's look at the 12-minute. And you'll see it basically has been being bought all day. Let me make this bigger. Sorry. It's been being bought all day. But what's being bought? Basically Apple, from what I understand. Let me look at the map. Apple's up 5.5%. Apple drives the S&P. Apple's the biggest component of the S&P. It's $3 trillion or something like that. And because of that, whatever Apple does, the S&P does. So it's pretty meh. Like I say, I don't use this in my trading. I find it useful, but it's not factored into any decisions. But yeah, following our strategy today knocked us out at the back test. But because I love you guys, I will run the scanner one last time. See if anything else is pulling through. And if you have any requests, let me know. CCL, we've checked that one already. IFF, MDT, RCL, NCL. We got Etsy. Etsy's new. Okay. Negative 21% of the back test. Ah! Today's not our day. That's okay. All right. So now let's go back to the one position we do have on. And this is in GE. Victor, would Apple be looking at bullish? You tell me. <laughs> Louise. <laughs> I'll, I'll run it again six or eight more times for you guys. I don't mind. <laughs> all right. All right. This is this is actually why I was stalling right here. Because GE is having a big, ugly red candle. And if we give it enough time, there's a chance it might go through our stop loss again. I don't mind. I don't mind at all running that again. Hey, Luis, did I see you in the webinar this morning? I don't remember. Uh, oh, this is getting longer. This is getting longer. CCL. I'm going to mark these red as we go, just in case we see them and they pop up again. IFF. Yeah. MDT. Where is Kavan? By the way, Kavan, if you're here, we need to say happy birthday to you, man. Three, oh, 3M, that's new. That also gives us a negative result. Do you see how fast it is to backtest, right? You just click, look over, click, look over. Can you imagine five years? Oh, well, that was worth our time. We found one. Can you imagine five years ago, 
just how ridiculous things were about like how we couldn't do this sort of data analysis and just like instant, right? You saw how fast I was. Harrison, you mentioned to me how important backtesting is to you. Do you see how casually and easily we just backtested like eight stocks? Uh, Luis, sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> it's all right. Make sure you watch it this afternoon though, or this weekend. Uh, FSR, Isaac, let's take a look at FSR. FSR. Negative 18% on the back test there. Uh, you could, I'm not going to. I'm not going to because the data does not tell me. Um, Brian says, hi. Hey man, glad you made it. Luis says, I wish I could have found you last year. Oh, that means a lot to me, Luis. I wish I started this a year ago. So I started, um, I'm really stalling for time at this point, just so y'all know. Um, when I created the AI stock trading system course, I had a lot of people over the course of a year, uh, from October to October is basically how long it ran it, saying, hey, do you have a trading group? Do you have a trading group? Do you have a trading group? And every time I'm like, no, I don't have a trading group. Check out the course. It's everything you need right there. And at one point, as you guys know, sometimes I am a little thick in the head. And at one point I'm like, wait a minute, if people are asking for a trading group, maybe I should create a trading group. And I was like, well, how would I do this? So it took me a few weeks to even figure out how I was going to do this. And if you, if you watch the Benzinga episodes, and then you watch this, you can see there's a lot of similarity between here. And thankfully Benzinga allowed me to kind of figure out what I was going to do. And then we just apply the same thing to trading live with you guys. It's an over the shoulder look. You get to ask all your questions. We get to do this together. And I mean, this is super successful. I'm so glad for it. So glad to be successful for you guys, right? So Luis, I am, yeah, I wish I could have done this last year too, man. Uh, Harrison says, he had a one-on-one -on -one demo with Trendspider. Who, do, who did you talk to? So I know the guys at Trendspider, of course. Um, so I know Dan, I know Jake, oh, Oleg, I think is his name. There's another one. Um, I know those guys really well. Who did you talk to? Harrison said, back testing is game changing. I know, man. Uh, one on one with, oh, yeah, that's right. Justin, Justin. Do I know? I think I know Justin. I think I'm thinking of a different guy. I may not know Justin, but that's all right. Tell him I said hi next time you talk to them. Trend Spider is amazing. By the way, um, for you guys, uh, I've mentioned this before, but if you use the code 10minute10, M I N U T E, um, I'm sure you can add it on later. It's my discount code. I don't talk about it much, but if you use the discount code 10 minute, um, you can get, I believe at least 30% off. And if they run any sort of promotion, it will match or beat that other promotion that's online. So Harrison, if you haven't done that, um, reach out to them and say, Hey, I need to use the code 10 minute to get at least 30% off and they'll take care of you. So yeah. Uh, Harrison says it was very useful I Had a hard time navigating the system before there is a steep learning curve. Uh, there is a steep learning curve, but once you get it, you see how fast it runs. Right? So hang on. Um, let's take these off real quick. Let's copy over. Let's copy over what we got right now. Do this again into our relative strength scanner, edit pay special values, seeks. I know Rost is a new one and that one back tested 
on a correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Rost is good. I don't know what's going on with 3M. I'll take a look at that one too. Because this one's set up as far as that goes. All right, let's run the scanner one last time, see if anything comes through. This is my final scan. <laughs> We're going long today. Hope you guys don't mind. Uh, one. One. That's all right. Let's take these. Let's watch this finish out. That's it. Go to my Benzinga list, edit it one last time. See who's not red. All these are red. But you know what? Let's do this. Since I love you guys, and it only takes a moment, let's back test all of them. Oh, yeah, it's not going to come through on GE. We're going to have to take that one off. And that is fine. All right, back test on Etsy yields negative result. Market red, so we don't talk about it again. IFF yields negative result, so we don't talk about it again. NLCH yields negative result. Market, so we don't talk about it again. RCL, negative result, market, so we don't talk about it again. 3M, 0.44. It's really close, but following the rules, that's a negative backtest. We're going to skip it. CCL, negative result. MDT, negative result. By the way, I could not believe this when I saw it. Spy using this backtest is a positive result. <laughs> Who would have thought? I was very surprised by that. All right, let's go back to this real quick. The last one was Ross, and I believe that one did give us a positive result on the 10. At, yeah, this is the 10 at 8%. Let's take a look on the 5 at 20%. Okay. 5 day day EMA and this shows what was it 20% 20% 20% okay ah but take a look at this this is why it's so key and critical that we do this right not only do we back test for positive results okay positive expectancy with the best trend line but we check and make sure that our back test is through the first and second ATRs what does that look like to you? To me, that shows an amazing back test. And one of the reasons we do, look at how beautifully it followed in there. But it also shows that it's kind of done, right? This is the end of the line for this back test. It actually shows to be, you know, kind of going the opposite way. Does that not blow your mind? A beautiful, right inside of its back test. And then we know right now we are not going to put on this trade because it does not go through plus one and plus two ATRs, right? It does not go through here. It does not go through here. I'm just using round numbers here, right? We do not see the back test showing it will continue through there. No, sir. Because of that, we would not put this trade on. 
that was a great example. I'm glad we got to do that. All right, one last time. One last run. Bearish Power Scanner. One last time. What do we see? Just the one. Just IFF. Yeah, it's getting bought up right now. End of the day, dip buyers are coming in. That's all right. We still maintain a very bearish posture in the SPY. Take off this. We still maintain our bearish posture. I'm still bearish on GE, right? There's no reason to say that we're not bearish anymore on it. It's just now, how much risk are we going to take? No, we're 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 gonna we're going ahead and capping our risk because we don't know if this is just going to go back up. Isaac, you're welcome. I am glad you're still here. All right, let's go ahead. I'm going to go close GE. Um, it's a 28% loser, which I know sounds like, oh my gosh, a 28% loser. Ah, but no, it's not a big deal, right? Because if you position size correctly, if you position size following these position sizes, it's no big deal. Our average winner is 28%. Our average loser is 21%. So this is just a little bit above our average loser. But this following a formula like this, which is already built into the relative strength scanner for you. Makes your life really easy. So when we have a loss like this, you literally just like brush it off your shoulder. Doesn't matter. Isaac says, new trader, rich trader. Trading for profits is, is not exciting. No, 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 no. You ready? It's, it's my new quote. I'm going to live and die by this quote. Are you ready? Rules are boring but rules make you money. And also rules right now are going to keep us in case things go the wrong way from losing more money. All right. As uh, Harrison says right here, can't break the rules. Can't do that. I'm going to go close this trade. I will send you the details on the uh, exit point, but just know it's coming uh, into your email. Let's do our final thoughts super quick. Uh, Got to click the right button. I don't want to click the wrong button. Final thoughts. All right, we went the distance today, as Isaac says. Can't break the rules like Harrison says. But you know what? Mark had this post. I don't even know. It was January 27th. That was yesterday, I guess. Look at this was so good. He says, the crazy thing is, it's not just amateurs going through this right now. Not just amateurs going. Isaac loves it. Yeah, exactly. Watch this. Okay, you ready? There are so many people right now who are getting monkey hammered in this market, right? They're buying, like, this is Robin Hood, okay? Robin Hood, great opportunity. I thought it was going to miss this rocket. Thank God I get another chance to buy at half price. Oh, there's there's a, there's something for you real quick. By the way, Mark and all the US investing champions that I know, they say they don't even look at a stock until it's doubled in price, okay? The, and, and I know you're thinking, doubled in price, geez. But because if it's doubled, it's already a, has a track record that it could double again. Yeah. Thank God I got a half price. No, that's not how successful traders look. This person says, great spot to double up. The bottom is in. It's turning up. Okay, the bottom's in. It's turning up. And then it's just drifting sideways. I don't understand. My research says this thing is undervalued. How much research do we do, right? It's all price. That's all that matters. 
should have exploded on earnings. It should have. It should have. Should never be in your vocabulary as a trader. I'm not selling. I have diamond hands. I got diamond hands. Have you guys ever heard me say diamond hands? I am the first one to say I have the most paperist hands you're ever going to find, just like you see today, because I don't know where the future is going to go. Trading is easy as long as you follow the rules. And one of the rules is you got to have tiny losers. You have to. Then it says, F this. This is nuts. But it's shaking out all the all the chicken shits. I know I'll be right eventually. It sounds very Texan. I know I'll be right eventually. Do ya? Do ya? <laughs> and then as it continues to go down, what the F, man? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Harrison, this chart quotes my dad verbatim, unfortunately. Yeah, dude. This is this is how the majority of people trade or want to trade. This is the opposite of how you trade now. You're a 10 minute stock trader now. You don't trade like this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. How much F and lower can it go? No. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> After it's gone down 75%, that's when people say, I don't know. Maybe I am wrong. Not us. Not us 10 minute stock traders. It's it's fun to laugh at things like this, but it's also, as Harrison pointed out astutely, exactly 100% every single time the way that most people want to trade and they do it subconsciously, right? Everything, all these emotions that, that Mark describes here, this is not unusual. This is normal. What we do, the, what we do is unusual. But you have to be unusual if you want to be successful in this market. If you want to be usual and normal and do the same thing as everybody else, by all means, go ahead. But if you want to be like me and the U.S. investing champions I learned from and the best traders, the, the literal stock market wizards that, that we learned how to trade from, then maybe you should do the opposite of this. Hope that's okay. Guys, you are amazing. Thank you for hanging with me today. We went long. We tried. It was an offensive day. We tried. We, we gave it every chance. We tried so hard. But we're going to take off this trade in GE. I will send you an email with the details. And uh, I want you to know that you are amazing. You are a 10-minute stock trader. Because you are a 10-minute stock trader, you are smart. Right? What's our manifesto? We're going to do it real quick together to end out the week. We're going to do our manifesto together. Guys, I hope you don't mind, right? It's almost like going to church. I, I thought about this the other day. It's like going to church, reading in the pew, right? Reading the Lord's Prayer, reading things like that. And I'm not trying to say that I'm any sort of gospel, but I do want to just constantly remind you. Once I can find the button here. Constantly remind you of what you are now. You're a 10-minute stock trader. We take calculated risks. We understand that the treasure lies in knowing the data. We don't guess at trading. We follow our plan. We do not blame others. We take responsibility. We know why the market works. We're smart. We understand that we can make the world a better place. This is a lifestyle. We spread joy to others. We follow our dreams. We build each other up. We use money as a tool and we spend as little time trading and as much time living as possible. 
Victor says, thanks a lot, man. This week has been great for practice after receiving the setup for entry green light. Absolutely. You guys are amazing stock traders. I will see you next week. Have a fantastic weekend. If you haven't already watched the webinar, what are you waiting for? Go do it. See y'all later. Hey, today I'm going to be giving you $5,488 worth of trading education for free. Yeah, for free, literally for free. This will help you find trades consistently. And here's why you'd want it, even if it wasn't free, which it is. Number one, the money. So I've learned how to trade from billion dollar hedge fund managers. I've learned how to trade from US investing champions. I've learned how to trade from best-selling authors and I've learned how to trade from fake gurus. Listen, I put all those lessons together to find what works and what doesn't work in today's markets. And reason number two I wanna give this to you for free is the gap. Most trading educators are just teaching the theory. And you and I both know that trading is the most lucrative career in the world. So if they're teaching the theory, why aren't they actually making money? And that's the gap. And that gap is crossed with trading psychology. Listen, there's only three parts to any solid trading system, just three. Number one is the strategy, which is finding a proven edge, and that's your offensive weapon. Number two, the risk management, your defensive weapon. And number three, trading psychology, and that's balancing both your offensive and defensive weapons. And right there, that's where most trading educators break down. And the theory only goes so far. The true traders know how to adapt when the market shifts. So here I've got a massive opportunity for you. And you will finally live the life you always dreamed being a trader would be. And I'm going to give it to you for free. Why in the world would I do that? Well, it's because it's a blatant bribe. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I'm trying to bribe you to try my new coaching program called the 10-Minute Trading Room. And in the 10-Minute Trading Room, we have daily live video calls. I will send you our daily video trade alerts. I'll send you everything in our portfolio and all the updates that we make. I'll send you our daily market analysis. I'll send you our daily trade setups. And I'll send you our daily trading psychology. Everything we trade, you and I, we can trade it together. It's like getting a call from me personally every trading day with what we're trading and why we are trading it. Every trading day. Plus, every other Friday, I'm going to be holding live training sessions. And that's going to be just like what you're watching right now. We'll be building new trading courses together. And the reason we want to do that together is we'll be using your questions and finding the best answers. And these courses, they'll be available for members only. Plus, you can watch me personally showing you how to use these lessons in your trading. And you can ask as many questions as you need. You're going to get it all. I'm going to show you what's working in today's markets. And it's like an up-to-the-minute field report sent straight from the front lines of the cutting edge of trading. And then I'm going to show you how to model it in your trading fast. The only way to have access like this will be if you worked in my office with me shoulder to shoulder every day. So you're probably wondering about the cost. Now, as a member of the 10-Minute Trading Room, you're going to get everything. You're going to get the live video trade alerts, the live market analysis, the live portfolio analysis, the live new trade setups, the live trading psychology, 
all of that's included, plus the live training and Q&A calls, the live look over your shoulder trading setups, the live trading courses built with your questions and your answers. That way you are confident in what we're talking about. And all of that's included for just $147 per month. There's no contract and you can cancel at any time. Plus, I'll even give you the AI stock trading system course, our real trades case study course, and our bullish, bearish, and neutral option strategy courses, all for free. You're gonna get the daily video trade alerts and portfolio updates. You're gonna get the live training and Q&A calls. You're gonna get the full catalog of our best-selling courses. And best of all, you're gonna get access to a private members-only chat rooms. And that total value is $5,000. $488. But of course you're not going to pay $5,488 for it. But it's $5,488 worth of training. And it's yours for free just by becoming a member. Now let's talk about the membership dues. Like I said, it's $147 a month. That's not prohibitively expensive, but it's enough to keep the freebie-seeking knuckleheads at bay, right? But for the right person, this membership should pay you. So think about this. Would it be worth $147 to have me show you every single entry and every single exit point that we trade for an entire month? Don't you think that if you develop the trades like I created, you'd get the same results that I do? Now, if you're like most people, you tell me you'd probably pay for your membership several years over with just one of the proceeds from potentially one trade. And you probably tell me that everything else after that would just be gravy. And that's why I'm sending you our total trading system every month. I want you to make this an absolute no-brainer for you. Plus, I take a lot of pride in helping members win big and avoid those big losers too. So think about it this way. Would it be worth $147 for you to come spend an entire month looking over my shoulder, having me walk you through every entry, exit, and why, personally showing you what's working and what's not, the daily trade alerts are meant to give you that same experience. And here's something else to consider. Would it be worth $147 to jump online with me twice a month to get all your trading questions answered? That's what we do in the live training and Q&A calls. Plus, you can see your fellow members and get ideas from what's working for them as well. Now, if any of those scenarios sound like they might be valuable to you, then this is a no-brainer, of course. And now that's why you should accept my bribe to become a member today. Remember, there is no contract and you can cancel at any time. Plus, you can keep the AI stock trading system course. You can keep the real trades case study course. You can keep the bullish, bearish, and neutral options trading courses all for free. And here's something interesting about the cost of the membership. So if you do the math, it's $4.90 a day. So if you do a Google search for what can $4.90 buy you, the best answer I found was five apples. So which would you rather have? Five apples or a ready-to-go trading strategy personally created by me every month? So let's face it, $4.90 isn't going to change your life. Let's be honest here. But the work that we do together can change everything. So accept my generous bribe and become a member today. You'll be a part of a small group of high performers across the world that share valuable information that the rest of the planet never discovers you'll discover the latest cutting-edge trading tactics and strategies before anyone else has any idea what hit them. 
and you'll be able to take our trade ideas and plug them in to your account effortlessly. Plus, you get to connect with me and your fellow members every other week on live video calls so you can gain the help, the guidance, and the focus that you need. So take this offer and become a member today. Remember, you're under no obligation to remain a member and you can cancel any time and you can keep all the gifts for free. Hey, speaking of gifts, there's one more thing I want to show you. How about 12 trading books? I'm going to give that to you for free. You know what? That's not enough. How about 12 trading books and the audiobooks to go with that? No, 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 no. I'm not even done yet. How about all of that plus our top stocks list? You can get all that for free today inside the 10 minute trading room. So let's get started. 10minutetradingroom.com and let's get started right now.